Hello. Welcome to another episode of In Lou We Trust. Oh, today we're going to have on Big Dick Nick Rigpeth. The big dick swinger from Virginia. Not the really racist side, don't get me wrong. He's he's the Virginia for lovers. <laughs> hey! I think he's here. Picture of him is. Fucking fantastic pictures. Look at this. There we guy. go. What's up, Shem? Wow. What is this that I'm looking at besides you? Your room? Oh, your it's office? my office. It's your office. Yeah. Wow. Was All my important items, man. Yeah. You played football? Yeah, man. Back in the day. I can't wait to learn about that today. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, Shem? How you doing? Doing well, man. I'm just uh, just chilling. This is like my I know my daily downtime. You know. What do you do for your downtime? Rip some guitar chords. I saw that. What are you doing? What are you playing? What do you like to play? Um, it depends, man. I've been playing a lot of like pop punk, like metal stuff lately. Yeah. This one right here is set at like uh, half step down. You don't play guitar, do you? No, I tried to grow up, but uh, stopped no. trying. So no, I wouldn't know the language. But if you want to speak it, maybe someone listening would, you know. Dude, I can't even act like I know shit. I taught myself everything I know. Uh, That's awesome, though. What got you learned from like guitar? I, I dude, I was honestly, it's a funny story. I was just really sick at Guitar Hero and, and rock band growing up. <laughs> this is like pure, like you know how like every trainer ever was a fat kid growing up. Yeah. This is like pure, like middle of my fat kid phase. I was, dude, I was incredible at rock band. And guitar hero my game was, I was like fun yeah well i was like you know what would be way more productive than me playing rock band for six hours a day picking up a real instrument and learning a skill <laughs> so i did that instead how old were you when you did that so it was my freshman year of college i taught That's myself cool. in my dorm room college, sure my neighbors what year what year how old are you when you did that uh, like 18 19 okay hmm. wouldn't you all right so I'm gonna start doing what I usually do. So let's all the way go. Let's go all the way back. I want to know as far back as you're gonna talk about. I want to know everything there is to know about Big Dick Nick Rigbeth. Uh, where are we starting at, man? How far back we want, go? Dude, if you can remember coming out of the womb, I'll talk about that. You know, what I mean, I don't care. The fuck, I gotta do. I want to know everything there is to know about you, other than what I know about you. Notable shit. Uh, um, like, let's talk about first. Like, let's start like 12, 13, 14. Like, I want to know. What who what made you who you are that I'm looking at right now across from me? Yeah, I mean, I think it starts in sports because a lot of my identity was like sports growing up. You know, when did you get into school? Because you were tall. Were you tall your whole life? Yeah, dude. I was always like, it's funny because I was born six weeks early. Like my mom thought I was gonna die. I was like, I was like barely five pounds, <clears throat> and then she said, by the time I was one year old, like when you're old, I was like five or ten pounds heavier than I was supposed to be. I was massive. That's the way it's called bounce. So we're going to push him out six weeks earlier, but we're going to speed up his, his uh, development. Yeah. They must've been giving me some shit. Cause like every year and like my, um, like grade school photos and shit, like all the way through high school, I was always the tallest kid in class. Like the like, class photo. Yeah. I had the same problem my first year in kindergarten, but the second year in kindergarten, it was over. I never looked above anyone in my life again. How <laughs> was that? So you're always tall. So you obviously out of sports from being tall. Like it's almost at that point where they force you. Whether I'm not saying you were forced, but like it's like if you're that big, it's kind of like, hey kid, you're gonna play sports. 
Yeah, exactly. And like my dad was big in the sports, so he kind of got me into it. It was one of those things where it wasn't like forced upon me. It was like, you know, no, yeah, and no. football on the TV, and it's kind of like hoping I get into it. And I got really into it. So I played so like was, football, basketball, was football the baseball. first sport you played? Oh, dude, I don't remember. I just remember like as soon as I was like as I was like five or six, I was playing like flag football, soccer, like all the rec league shit you can get signed up for. I did like everything. T ball. God bless the parents who signed their kids up for T-ball. Dude, T-ball is Christ. wild. It's such a wild concept to me because I get it, but it's like, I guess you have to have a kid. Because I look at it from not having a kid perspective. Like, why the fuck would I do that? But like, if you have a kid, I guess it's so cute. Like, oh, look, they're hitting the ball. You know, otherwise I'm like, what the fuck is, wait till they could actually hit the, like, so what are, you know, like I, I never understood T-ball. It's almost just like an excuse for your kid to do an activity of some sort. It's the same that, with like, dude, even like you can start playing like even basketball, like way too young of an age. Like the, the first rec league in basketball, I remember everybody was like shooting on the wrong side of the court. Kids were just throwing up like two handed layups and, and air balling from three feet away. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's way too young. Yeah. But like even at least basketball, you're still getting the skill or trying to understand the concept of dribble, football, and basket. T-ball, never again in your history of playing baseball or softball or cricket are you going to be on a stationary ball. Like, never again. So that, like, I get the concept of swinging the bat, but wouldn't you learn that by a ball being thrown at you? Like, that's the part I never, like, they don't, to me, associate. Like, you could learn how to swing a bat. I guess maybe aim that the ball's there so you learn how to direct the swing of the bat. And then maybe learning, oh, well, now that I'm thinking deeper in it, you could learn, really teach how to hit down to give a grounder a line drive, a higher pop-up, shit like that, you could if you actually gave yeah. it the time and attention. But are you doing that with fucking T-ball or are you just going out there and, and getting fucking half in the bag with some wine coolers watching your kid hit a ball? I think for the parents, that's the main thing. I that's think like, from, the t, from the T perspective, you want to get in like, like, a, like the sports performance idea of it. It's like, you know, when you want to shoot a basketball, we used to like shoot against a wall. Yeah. And so you just like learn yeah. how to shoot a shot. Like part of hitting the baseball in that certain portion is like, like let's say you're you're trying to like uh, like you're righty and try hitting left field right try to hit the ball out in front of you yeah like you place you the ball the where ball, it might yeah. be yeah so it's like you're practicing a swing in that kind of position and you kind of yeah. move it around and whatever you know at the stage of t-ball it's like you walk up to the plate and you just smack the shit out of it I don't think it has anything to do with like the skill side of things but yeah I think if we you know, dude, if we got together and ran a t-ball team we would crush all these other teams just because the way we think about it you know what I mean. We be teaching our kids how to do line drives, ground balls, fly. These other assholes are just trying to hold a bat. We got our kids swinging with two bats. You know, I got the kids on PEDs. You know what I mean? Like they're drinking fucking bang energy drinks and snorting coke in the back off a hooker's bosom. You know what I mean? Like these five-year-olds yeah. aren't fucking around. I think we just teach kids to like cleat the other kids and talk shit and throw. Yeah, dirt no, they're gonna gamble on their. They're gonna gamble on their own fucking. You know, we're going to get a whole thing going on. We're going to set up a gambling This isn't bad. We just stop talking before we snitch on ourselves. So you played sports your whole life. Um, high school. What was that like for you? you yeah. So high school? Were you the yeah, shit because yeah. you were tall? Yeah. I mean, I was tall. I remember. So like, I remember in like eighth grade, I was like fat as hell. So I played like O-line, D-line and, uh, and football mainly. But I was like, you know what? That's kind of the, like the time where I was like, you know what? I would love to play football in college. So my first goal was like, I need to get in shape enough to, I wanted to like play as a freshman, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to play on varsity. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started working with my trainer at the time. He was, uh, he's like an NFL vet. He just started coaching at our high school. 
and uh, he kind of took me under his wing. So I said training with him and I went from being like, I went from being like 250 to 200 pounds wow. and like, I don't even know, maybe like six months. That's awesome. I think it's when easier when, too when you're younger like that, right? Like yeah, yeah. When like you're that, that age, yeah, when you're that age, like your body's so malleable. Like it wasn't unhealthy at all. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's malleable, malleable. Say the word, Ma- malleable. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, ten points for Lou. Um, yeah, so like I, I there was like a year time time span where I went from like two fifty to two hundred, and then back to like two twenty five. But my, my body composition has completely changed. So that was the point. That was actually rolling into my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So my mm-hmm. sophomore year of high school was when I was actually worth the shit. You what? I was like worth the shit. I was decent. I balled out. Oh, 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 oh! You were worth the shit. Yeah, I yeah. never heard that phrase. I always said you weren't worth of shit. You know what I mean? I never thought of it yeah. the other way. Anyway, so that's when you really started picking it up. Like eighth grade, you felt the spark. Like you know what I like to do in college, and you started training. Like sophomore year, two years in high school, you were like, "This is it." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, how, how big were you then? Like weight, uh, height, and weight, uh, sophomore year. My sophomore year, I was like six three, two twenty five. And then by my junior year, I was like I was like six three, two forty. And then by my senior year, I was like six three, six four, two forty five. Was that uh? Were you jacked up, fat? What were you at that point in senior year? Yeah, I was just like a, a big, strong kid with a dad bod. Nice. Yeah. I hear you at that age too it's like tough to get that type of jacked you know what i mean yeah like you, you, you gotta have genetics. you gotta have six genetics yeah yeah, yeah exactly jacked in high school like that or on steroids like there was this kid that played for the east metal we was throwing on steroids kid revis he was like a running a, a fucking professional running back for a high school he was huge we thought mm-hmm. he was on juice yeah, I mean, we there's some people that are built different no, he definitely yeah, was there's... we were just telling ourselves that to feel better about ourselves kidding me Dude, my freshman year roommate in college, jacked as fuck. He's I'm still really good friends with him. He's uh, and he's still jacked as fuck. But when he came in, we're like the same weight. He was like 240, same height, like 6'3, six, 6'4. Six, and he's like shredded the bone. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you taking? Because I want to have that. Yeah. He literally ate like dog shit. He trained really hard. He's trained like any other gym bro. It's super like yeah. super sick work ethic, but like his genetics are just like top notch. Yeah. And he's like the only reason why I have faith in some people who look insane on the internet and they claim they're natty. It's because like I've seen that one percent playing sports. It gave me a little bit of, a little bit of like perspective, but still like there's there's still a lot of douche dicks on the internet who claim they're natural and they're not. Oh, I found something out about your boy Liver King. Uh, what'd you find out about? Him? Well, that's when I say find out, it's just some stupid shit on the internet. But uh, whatever. Those abs are fucking plastic surgery, I heard. No fucking way. Yeah, I heard. I, and I even heard like he admitted it somewhere. Where'd you hear this up? Dude, it's not, I, I like when I come across information like this, I run from it. So everything I'm telling you, it was just a quick glimpse. And I was like, oh, and I remember I'm going to talk to him. Like, oh, I know it's his favorite person. I got to remember this for Nick. But like if I, I don't, I do my best to steer clear from bullshit information I do not need. And, if, and that's just something I pick up quick. Cause he's followed on um, the in Louis trust podcast. Um, Cause really you know what I like to do? Go into his comment section and just like, not make fun of people, but just drop something, drop a line and then watch people go. I do that often. Like I'll go into a comment section on a page and drop a line and watch people go fucking nuts. My new favorite one is um, uh, the, the handgun associate USP something. Cause they keep putting up like, is this self-defense? And to me, it, none of it's self-defense. Cause it's like, you're a child who can't handle his fucking emotions. If someone go, the fact that we have this rule in America that if someone goes in your property, you can shoot them. 
you all want death until death comes to your fucking doorstep. You know what I mean? That's not self-defense. It's your fucking child. The guy's breaking in, about to rape someone. Shoot him in the fucking leg. You know what I mean? Put him to sleep. Everyone wants to give death until death comes to the doorstep. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh-huh. I drop a fucking dime in them and they just go nuts. Cool. And the best is the people that really like try to go at you personally, which would be me. You go to their page and it's private, not a real picture. Like, oh, cat, cat NFT. That's yeah, the whatever the card. fuck. It's, it, yeah, cat. It's, it's just like, oh, you're one of those. And or you can't comment back to them. That's my favorite thing on Instagram. When <clears throat> people could put a setting where you're not allowed to comment at them so they can participate in the comment section, but you're not allowed to talk back to them. Fuck is up. Dude. Could you imagine? My favorite setting. Yeah, dude, my favorite setting. So whenever I like, are you one of the ones that will go through and like likes and comments that I get? For whatever mm-hmm. reason, it'll be like a week after I make a post, people will comment like random shit. And it's just, it's idiotic shit, but acting like they know more than me, which they never do it, which they never do. People, people know more than me, right? But no. it's always the fucking cat NFT dude that's doing it, right? It's and not just that, shit. but. Anyone that's got to try to prove to you they know more than you doesn't know more than you because those who yeah. do just shut up and do. Like, who cares? You found me on the explore page and you're taking time out of your day to make a stupid comment. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyways, there's a setting you can do. I forget what it's called, but you can do like whatever hide comments, whatever. But they can like comment at you so you guys can go back and forth and they can think that everybody else can see it, but nobody else can see it. So after a certain point, if it goes through like more than three or four exchanges, I'll just keep talking shit, but I'll put that setting on. So they keep getting aggravated, but they don't realize no one else can see it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what's so much fun about it. But then when I catch myself actually getting like upset about it, I'm like, oh, Lou, you just got sucked in. Go away. You know, like where I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker. I'm like, you idiot. You did it to yourself. You know, you got to tread lightly. At least I do, because I get fucking, you know, little psycho upstairs. Yeah, that's that's the point where I step back to. There's been like times where people comment shit and I get really upset about it. And I'll, I'll go back and forth with them. Like I'll invest way too much energy trying to prove my point. Yes. And it's, just, it's, it's just stupid. You know, like at the end of the day, I don't even care what they think. And you realize it's never, like. It's never a constructive conversation. It's never somebody exactly. actually trying to have a conversation. It's always someone trying to whip you with their dick. Yeah, exactly. And it's always like what I find is when I'm doing my like little story draft. And then I realized after I spent three minutes typing and I'm like, I'm not going to post this. Like I just had to get that energy out. Like I just typed a bunch of shit and I'm like, like some I personally try to do when I post things now, other than just if I'm laughing from it is the intent behind it. Like if I find some and I just, if I'm doing a scroll and I happen to see something I laugh at, I'll post it. But if it's something for me, I do with intention. Now, like I'll catch myself gonna post an opinion about something but really that intention is so someone i know sees it so they feel bad about themselves and i don't want to do that mm-hmm. to people so i have to catch that nefarious intention and prevent it from happening because what is that that's me just like if i have friends that bought their body and i disagree with that and i have many reasons why what what's that gonna do they did it right they're done and we i have love, nothing but love for them you know what i mean like yeah, why would i go out? productive yeah why exactly there's nothing besides like i know in my world, there's better ways to go about it. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure. That's with them. But we'll get back to you playing sports because I really love the way you do your social media posts because the information you give out to me, there's never, it's just what it is. It never seems like there's a, like this other cunt from New York City who fucking always has to, like, you're just starting opposition. And this is the uh-huh. shit I talk about. And maybe it's because I'm fucking nuts. Maybe it came from a different world. But no. if you want to talk shit, you should be able to get a fucking beating. I mean, one that you're left 
maybe going to the hospital to recover for a night. Not ICU, but, you know, you're not walking away is what I mean, you know? And Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the social media space, I think they do that because they know they're not going to get fucking clapped back. You know what I mean? Because I know there's no consequences. There's no consequences. That's what it is. Yeah. Not just that. There's no consequences, but you have those other cunts on the other end that are going to stroke your cock because they're the same way. You know, like Mm -hmm. I've been around plenty of people that are in the gym that could give a fuck about biomechanics and they're still going to work out. And if you come at them talking down to them like they're fucking pieces of shit, they're going to rip your head off. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. And, and maybe because they have anger issues. I'm not disagreeing with what they go about life either. But <laughs> I've been around plenty of people in that sense that all they give a fuck about is going to the gym and getting after it today. Putting in, in, um, intensity into the fucking play. Not caring about the angle position, which is cool. But like the condescending, like it's almost like a, let me portray my intelligence. Like we get it. No, it's cool. But like. And then I sit there and go, Lou, am I just perceiving it that way? But I don't think so, because then I look at your shit and it's extremely intelligent and it's just what it is. It's the, if you could say right information, it's just great information that actually you could take and then utilize in your life. Mm-hmm. Not like, all right, now what do I do with the fact that this has to be at 15 degrees this way for this to work optimally? And what the fuck is optimally? How do I know that I need to, you know, all these other ideas people put in their heads when it's really just a stroke of bullshit. When you're like, yeah. If you want to do a hamstring curl like this, this is how you could do it. And this is what it might do for you. There's so much to unpack here. So well, first off, like, off and talk d- shit, bro. I'll just know, there's, you. there's a lot. There's a lot. There's right a lot there. to unpack. And we're not even going to touch, touch me here. We're just going to touch a couple points. <laughs> so like with, with homeboy, you're talking about there. And it's not just him, right? Like, it's not like there's one person doing this. There's, there's not a, few a cunt. people who are doing <laughs> everyone's a cunt in my world. I don't, I'm yeah, not everyone's even talking, a cunt yeah. in this world. Yeah, everyone's a cunt. I'm a cunt. I'm I'm a cunt so, for holding on to this and talking about it, but I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm a high on coffee. Keep... I didn't smoke pot yet. By the way, <laughs> at some point, my pot deal is gonna be dropping off pot and I'm gonna have to smoke that pot. You know what I mean? I'm look out, I'm sweating right now. It's 73 degrees AC in here. I'm sweating, Nick. I haven't smoked You're pot sweet. today. I'm on my seventh cup of coffee. I, bur- I bust two nuts today and talked to my fucking navigator of the unconscious. And I'm still jacked up and did a little workout. Sounds perfect for the podcast, man. That's, Where did you go? I was waiting for you to <laughs> see, you know, that's what, why that's what I get like this. That's peak, peak performance. You. Thank you. Optimal. Anyways, not even optimal. This is like what people are posting on the internet. There's like, there's this idea. That, okay. So obviously certain things are going to catch the algorithm. Certain things are going to catch people's attention, right? If you're contrarian, you're going to catch people's attention. They're saying, oh, this is stupid. Do this. Yeah. There's no middle ground there. And there's also, it's, the middle ground isn't sexy, right? Oh, like, here's the context of this, whatever. Exactly. No one's going to listen to that shit. People want to see, like, oh, stretching is fucking stupid. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. you know, doing a, doing a fucking barbell row. It's dumb. Dumb as yeah. hell. Do this instead. You know what I mean? People want absolutes. But th- it, that's almost gotten taken so far. And I understand the argument of, like, you have to kind of play the system. It's because you'd rather people see your stuff than, like, some other dipshit. Then you just turn into a dipshit creating yeah. smut content because it's not helpful at all. Like you go so far and down the rabbit hole of, of being the person who's like studying up on social media and like getting people's attention and like what's trending so you can be contrarian so you can get more people like more eyes on you. But it's like you're not even helping the eyes that are getting on you. You're just being a piece of shit. Like you're not being helpful to anybody except for yourself. So all you're doing is you're gaining social capital so that you can capitalize on it, right? You're you're benefiting off other people without actually helping them. And I'm not saying it's not helpful at all, right? Like there's sure somewhere down to like somewhere in there, there's something that's going to help people. But for the most part, it's not productive. For the majority of people who are engaging in that content. Yeah. And I also notice 
and this is the thing, this particular Ben Giannis, this particular individual, because I don't play that shit. If I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk, you know what I mean? And it's not even a, a talk shit session. It's not what this is. It's just the fact of then I notice. We obviously notice what we're doing because then following posts have to be like, oh, people have a problem. But if you do what you're doing, you're not going to give a fuck. You know what I mean? Because you're you're watching your own intentions. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be watching your shit. And sometimes it's just so out there that it's like. Like even me, who has no vice understanding into a human anatomy, I consider no vice, but definitely much more than the common person in the gym. That's for sure. Absolutely. No vice compared to even you and, and the other big brains and prescript. You know what I mean? I don't give as much attention as I once did. That being said, I, I'll, I'll sometimes see some shit like, so I don't know what to do now in my life because you know what I mean? Like, thank God I am the way I am where like I go by prescript or fuck you because that just makes it honestly, that makes it easy for me because I don't have to worry. I don't, I found my people. I trust them. And like if they say it, I'm gonna most likely understand. I'm gonna accept it. I still do my thing and look at at it, but I'm not because I don't take anything as it is. Stu could probably tell me like anything, and I'd start doing it. Like if he said, "Yo, you got to start swimming ten laps," I'd probably start doing it because it's gonna get yeah. me powerlifting. Whatever the fuck Stu has says, that effect. <laughs> yeah, we, me and him just get it. Like I don't. He understands how I work out. The pro. He just. But all that being said, what I was trying to say is some of the information that homeboy will post. It'll be like, dude. If I'm confused now, imagine the people you're trying to help, you know, and if you're talking that advanced with that type of terminology, you're what, who are you really talking to? You're just trying to show what you know to other people in your field or to people coming up, either young trainers or clients, you know, because some of the language being used, like I can read a bunch of psychological books from Carl Jung and say things right now. You would have no idea what I'm saying. What the fuck's that mean that I read books? You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing? Am I trying to stroke my fucking ego here or provide information for others to utilize or even engage in conversation? Because that's another thing. You can't even engage in conversation because every time I've noticed, I don't do it myself because I don't got time for that shit. Fucking engage with these losers. But it, <laughs> Jesus, I get nuts with my judgments. That's that ego. <laughs> but like, God, when I get high on caffeine, I have no recollection of what I'm saying sometimes. I've noticed that. Anyway, so... um. Like when questions are asked, it's answered in the most condescending, like I know everything and you're stupid for even asking way. You know what I mean? Like, and that's tough to interpret through texting, which is posting on social media. You know what I mean? But when it's so often the same develop uh, delivery, how can you think it's anything else? Yeah, it's, it's just like, Instagram on its own is a very shitty medium to have conversation through and like meaningful conversation, right? Like, no, uh, it is it, tough. and when you're posting, when you're posting things and absolutes and not giving any context and it's like, you're going back and forth in comments. It's like, you get to the point where you're, you've replied four times to a comment. Like you're, you're just in the wrong place. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's no longer productive. You know what I'm thinking about right now? What? How I'm going to have to fucking message this kid and said that I said his name because I'm so fucking nuts that what I'm thinking about is if this was the opposite way, I bet you want to die. You know what I mean? So now I got to reach out and be like, yo, by the way, I uh, I was talking a little shit on my podcast about you, you know, because I don't play that shit. I love confrontation. Yeah. So in my world, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, I still have family in New York. I have actually $150 credit on JetBlue. I can hop on a plane and fly back if you want to shoot the heady in person real quick. You know what I mean? 
no one's going to do that, but that's no. how crazy I get with it. You know what I mean? And now I feel, now I feel bad. Why do I do this? You, didn't, you mean, dude, you're, you're good. You didn't, I know I'm nothing, good, but I just feel bad good. because it's not needed. My psychosis sometimes not needed, but you know what? Fuck it. It's my podcast. This is our time right now. So it's you all love. It's all love. Listen, I just love the way you do Instagram because every time you, you, you're a really you're great quality. You got a, you got a handsome face. You got a good speech, a good delivery. And it's awesome shit. And I know you're doing it. You're very, uh, how old are you? 24. Dude, I remember last time you told me that. Because I feel the same way I feel right now, blown away. I don't just I look 20, up to you. I was 23 I'm, last time I saw you, man. That's what I'm saying. I don't even look up to you just because you're a foot taller than me. Just because you got so much together in life. You know what I mean? I'm almost 10 years older than you. And I don't even have a job. You know what I mean? Which I love. I'm not complaining. But I... Love how together you have things. So now let's go back to how you got to having things so together. Okay. You're in 10th grade. You're uh all right. So your football is what you picked, right? To be your sport. Yeah, I played basketball until I was like a junior in college. Our basketball team was sick. Oh, really so you good, did but... basketball and football? Yeah, I sucked what? ass at basketball so though. Where'd you where'd you grow up? I forgot that. Virginia? Yeah, Rafter, Virginia. Not the really racist part, right? You were you're from the Virginia for lovers, not the Virginias because we hang people, right? Yeah, but we're like towing the line of that part of Virginia. There's like yeah, a very distinct line, very close to it. Yeah, I've heard about that line. I'm thinking about going through it one day, motherless fucks. But um, all right. So how? What college you go to? William Mary, same as Paul Saladino. Which one is that? Is Paul Saladino the carnivore guy? Yeah, dude. How much does it suck to label yourself? What does he call the carnivore dot? What's he call himself? Carnivore MD, I think. Yeah, so because you can't ever be caught eating a bacon, egg, and cheese or like a loaf of bread. You can't have an Italian sandwich. Like you're fucked. You know what I mean? You have Dude. to eat meat the rest of your life. Why do people put themselves in boxes like this for Instagram? Dude, I, I, I have I've had this conversation so many times in the last few weeks, especially somebody I train knows all these guys. He loves knees over toes guy. And like he'll always be like, What's your opinion on this, dude? What's your opinion on this, dude? I'm like, well, like at least like needs to toes guy. Like, I think he's doing a greater good, right? Like, I, there's a lot of shit that I think is is like probably stupid, but at the end of the day, he's like, nah, you're hurting people. Like, he's probably helping more people than he's hurting. Yeah, that's almost a measuring stick I use. Like, right, are you are you being productive for society, or are you just capitalizing? Yeah, but dude, if, if that's a measuring stick, then I mean, 99 of the corporations in America, other than the jobs they give to them, which even how much are they giving jobs to Americans at this point? Don't get me started. Yeah, keep, keep, dude, keep yeah that's, a, that's a whole that's a whole rabbit hole. We'll stay out of that because otherwise yeah. we'll be on this call until like 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah. I need on my pot. Anyways, on that. when people put themselves in these boxes, it's like when your knees are a toes guy, you can't be caught doing a fucking RDL because your knees aren't going to be toes. You know dude, ex- like, I know exactly. <laughs> I think there's a guy called like Landmine University. Yeah. Like I've seen accounts like this, and it's like once you go there, you're there. Yeah. Like you can't do anything else. That that is you. That's your identity. You yeah. can't change that. So like with him at least, I think he's actually batshit crazy enough to where like he actually enjoys it. Paul Sal, yeah, no, me too. I that's what I'm saying. But like I also firmly believe in everything. The only constant is change. So like yeah, listen, if you're gonna go your whole life, like that's the thing. I don't get like I just and it's funny to me to think about like. Imagine like in his dark, like his like his quietest moment, end of the night after he's done like being carnivore MD and he just 
opens his fridge and just stares at like a loaf of bread that he just keeps been in ben and Jerry's. Yeah, just like the way you ever see um Dodgeball. You remember well? Yeah. <laughs> What's his name when he used to like put the pizza on his dick and like not eat it? He's just looking at him. Oh God. Like kind of praying for like all social medias to just go down so he can eat a pizza again and not worry about it. Like, you know, <laughs> like that's that's if he does seem like he's enjoying it. And I, I was heavy into his shit at one point too. You know, when I first got into the fitness game, I fell in, I mm-hmm. fell into everyone's hands. Well, even him, I think he helps people. Like I have a, I have a client who does his diet, loves it. And it's like, yeah. he doesn't have any regrets over it. Like some people, some people benefit from it. I think it's like, when you get down that like rabbit hole of saying like, Oh, like seed oils or what's like the bane of society and human health, whatever that's, that's bullshit. But that, that's a fishy one to get into like the, the good and bad of that. I don't think he's like a bad person. Yeah. I think there's a lot I don't of think any of them are too either. That that's the, I don't think any of these people that do what they do are bad people. I think everyone has the proper intention that they just want to make their way in life. And even the liver King, him becoming the liver King is his way of making it through life. Like, it's not like he's trying to form the next fucking Nazi empire. You know what I mean? It's not like he's doing what the United States government does all the time or any government. You know what I mean? He's just being a human. Yeah. And I if you want to follow your, his way, what? I think it's it's easy for your intention to start good and then you become misguided. That's, and then misguided turns into delusion. And then you're you're that, you know? Well, that's the, the, the nefarious ways of Instagram and any social media for that. Because once your <coughs> excuse me, intentions go to attention only, You'll do anything for that. When your only intentions are backed by attention and money, you're going to do whatever you can for those. And then you'll what we nash we do psychologically is we'll rationalize the not so great things we start doing. Uh-huh. It's a psychological thing within all of us. It's just what we do. Like because we don't. No one really likes to go around. Like Hitler didn't go around thinking he was a piece of shit. He thought he was saving the German Empire. You know, like, uh-huh. that's just the thing about this quote unquote good and evil. It's all it does. It doesn't exist. It's what we as humans identify certain things with. Now we understand morality and shit, but even that, like I said, what he was doing, he did not think of as evil. What the United States government w- does when they do fucking gangster shit and go into other people's lands and rape them for fucking capital gain, they don't think they're doing the worst thing because it's be- running out of time for what? What the fuck? Is this Dude. your first podcast you've done oh. since you since the Zoom update? Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. Yeah, they cap it at 40 minutes. Oh my god, they charge you now. But but what? all you need to do what tell me is, is as soon as the timer runs out, we just start the meeting back. It's such horseshit. You can just clip the audio together. But it, it's literally all you have to do is like vlog right. back in. I'm gonna do that with you right minutes. now before I pay, but I'm gonna end up paying because I'm lazy. But um I don't even know how to get back to full view now. I said, oh, dude, I'm a caveman. So when this ends out, what do I do? I just start I the link again. Just literally same link. Right. Press it. Open the meeting God, again. Now I'm going to have to edit things. Switch time time stamp it. Right. It's, uh, 31 minutes and 50 seconds. No, I'll actually, it'll be good because it'll actually be a way for me to learn how to do a little editing and all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I have never edited a piece of any of these. The last podcast I did, I was on, I was waiting for the guy for like five minutes to show up. And I was me just talking shit. What am I going to do? Edit this? No. <laughs> Dude, I, the first it? podcast, the first podcast I ever listened to of yours was the one where, uh, God, it had to have been a, over a year ago now. But it anyway. was uh, 
it's when all the shit was going on over in Palestine, as if that stuff ever stops. But it was when it was like more notable in the news, right? Oh, because so the news actually likes to talk about it because, yeah, because one Jewish kid got slapped in New York and they said it's such a scary time to be Jewish. Right. Like yeah. the fucking Holocaust wasn't scary. I had this kid on the job who's Jewish who was saying that to me. And I was like, bro. I, I, I just look at life like you. <clears throat> I'm not going to get down this fucking path because it's. It's just it, uh, it. Everyone's a fucking cunt now, honestly. Like then one Asian kid got slapped and everyone goes, oh, stop Asian hate. You know how many Chinatowns are in America? Where is the Asian hate? Like. Chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? What was I saying, though? Uh, what were we talking about? Social media. Uh, sucking ass. I don't know. Something. We weren't talking about capitalism. No, nah, we were talking about the um this oh yeah if your things are like money and attention. Uh, let's go back to you in fucking college. Did you go on a full ride scholarship? No. Nope. Walk on. Walk, Walk on. on. Yep. Redshirted my freshman year. Uh, my redshirt freshman year is so my sophomore year. Second year, got some PT. My third year, I got a lot more PT. I was like, uh, I never started. I was never good enough to PT's like, play start. Time. Yeah, I played time. I started on special teams my entire time there. I played special teams too. Yeah, so mainly as a kind of like oh, I gotta earn my keep here, and then um, you know my my third year I got a decent bit and I was getting like 15, 20 snaps a game on defense, and then uh, the very last game of my junior year, last padded practice of the season, I got r- like a r- terrible concussion, got wrecked. Really? Yeah, friendly fire. I shed the block and make a tackle. My teammate shed the block on the other side and make a tackle. We went head to head. Oh, I never made a cuss before. It wasn't like an immediate headache or anything. It's like those are I think it was like third down in practice, went off the field or whatever. The, the other team came on. They were doing like ones and twos. And uh I was on the side and I was like, fuck, I feel weird. It was it was like a Thursday night practice or a Wednesday night practice. And I was like, it was like late in the fall, right? So it was like dark at five o'clock. Like, Man, these lights are bright as shit. And I went back on the field and did like four more plays. I came off and I went over to my trainer. I was like, dude, I was like, I, something's not right. They can concussed. So I went in the shower to test, fill the shit out of it. And then I had concussion symptoms for like probably two months. Really? Yeah. I guess it was before. And was you, like three. So that was it though? Like this was this concussion yeah. that took you out? Yeah. After that, I quit. I'm done. Well, that's a fucking genius move. Among other things, like, you know what I mean? Like, it already sucks enough, like, being a walk-on, like, working your ass off, trying to earn a scholarship, going to William & Mary. William & Mary is hard as fuck. Basically, what William & Mary prepared me for is just, like, how to get kicked in the nuts in life and keep going. Because, like, in, in knowing that you're going to get kicked in the nuts, it's like, you know it's coming. You have to brace for it and still keep going. But isn't that great, though? Yeah, it was, it was sick. It's like, my, so- my grades sucked enough where I couldn't get into PT school. That was, like, kind of my goal. That's another thing too is that there was a point at William Mary you have to uh, like, you know establish your major by the end of your sophomore year. The meeting was upgraded. Fuck yeah, Lou. Yeah, dude, that's what I was doing <laughs> when, I, when you talk. I, was, I can't. I I don't have. I I'd rather pay fourteen ninety nine than worry about technology. That's how I roll. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyway, well, fuck. What was I even saying? That you oh, so cost major, and- major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was like a fucking public policy major. So what from is the time I was like policy? 13, do not even know. 
I don't even know. Like, it was, I was taking like econ and business classes and shit. I fucking hate public it. policy because who the fuck are you to tell me what I got to do? Yeah. The way yeah, I look yeah, at yeah, it, you know? Yeah. Like even judges. Every time I went in front of a judge, I was like, yo, how to fuck. If you've never been around any of the things I've been around, and that's anyone who ever gets judged by these judges, mm-hmm. whatever. So, what were you saying? Uh, my major. Yeah, public fucking operations. So you went to school been, for that and and sports. Well, I went for sports. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I was like, I either want to do pre med, I want to do business, or I want to do like public policy, get into like contracting or something up in DC, whatever. I didn't know. I knew like so when I was like when I was in like middle school, that's when I started reading like bodybuilding.com articles, like, like super into training, reading all that shit, reading my nutrition, and it's all the bad shit, right? Like bodybuilding.com was like only the worst of the worst people telling you what to do. Yeah, but there's still something. Right, it's still something. It's part of my interest. That's so even like my exactly, yeah, even like my freshman sophomore year, I started taking like uh, kinesiology classes, so like health science shit. And then when I went to declare my major, I went and met with the lady who was supposed to be my advisor for public policy, and she was like, "Dude, you haven't taken like half these classes you need to." She's like, "Why do you want to do this?" And I was like, "That's where I kind of thought for a second. I was like, fuck, I don't know." I walked out of her office. I didn't really tell her a decision or anything. I walked out. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I opened my computer and I went and I, I checked off kinesiology of my major. I felt, I filled out the paperwork. I submitted it. I called my parents like, yeah, I changed my mind today. <laughs> it was the last day it was due. It was on like a Friday. So you had like up until this Friday of your sophomore year to, to figure it out. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do this. And I also, that semester, it, I mean, I signed up for uh, anatomy for fun, which anatomy in college is hard as fuck. Everyone's like, you're an idiot. Why are you taking anat- like anatomy for fun? I like it. Yeah. And then it ended up setting me up really well. So after that, I went like straight into it. I was like, fuck it. I'll do, uh, I'll do PT. I'll take classes in case I want to try and get into like, get into that or get into like med school or something. So I took like a a harder course though, which is probably why my grades suck. Other than me sucking at all the first shit I took like economy and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I tried to get into PT school. My grades weren't good enough. And PT like uh, physical therapy. Yeah, like physical therapy. So I, I started working in a clinic uh, as like a junior. So like my junior, like winter after that season where I got concussed, that's when I started working in a clinic. Um, started learning a lot. So the PT I worked under, he was probably one of the best in the state. Really good, really knowledgeable. Like him and Shiloh would be buddies. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like, not, yeah. And he's not this like, it's like not one of the typical dipshits that just like learn in a textbook and, and don't yeah. know what the hell they're saying. Uh, so I got to learn from him. And then, uh, yeah, started applying to PT schools going to my senior year. And like the longer I, I went through that process of like applying and, and still like going back, working in that clinic when I was at home, the more I was like, eh, do I really want to do this or do I want to do like personal training? Because the training stuff's way more fun than like the, you know, like talking to Janice just at a shoulder replacement and like rubbing on her shoulder and, <laughs> you know, giving her an ice pack. It's just, I mean, it's yeah, just fucking boring. Be so. <laughs> Yeah, I have like, to go my uh, finger and I just watch people. I'm like, I feel like everyone just milking this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the cool how it stuff seemed. was like. Yeah, I mean, the cool stuff was the stuff that was more like applicable, right? Like stuff that I could like take somebody into the gym and do with intensity. Which, like, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Because like you it's know, like, like, like you go to physical therapy and it's very, which I get, but at the same time, I, I just don't see how we're gonna. Because to me, a lot of it's like you have to get stronger. You know what I mean? And like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want your joints to go through all this shit, but like you need the strength there. And there's zero from what I've seen in the fit, the times I've been physical therapy over the last year for my finger. Mm 
it's always just very it seems like literally at this point if insurance is paying i'm getting paid you're coming in for service it's just that it's that circle mm. you know and it's like it just fucking why it's it's a it's an air-conditioned climate-controlled job for you to have to like talk to humans about and they think you're helping them right and that's I'm not that's saying why I was everybody but Right, right. It's like experience. obviously the, the the clinic I was in was was different than from what I'd seen. Right, yeah. guy's very knowledgeable. He's good friends with my dad. He kind of took me under my wing. Oh, you know, nice. he, he he would always ask me questions, make an effort to teach me stuff. Almost like I was a student. You know, usually an intern, mm-hmm. they're like, "Here, I wipe the tables down, stand in the corner, shut the fuck up." Yeah. And then one of the other guys that was there too, the other PT that was there, was a dude who was in the army for like twenty years. He got out of the army with the PT school. And now he's a physical therapist, but he was like a fucking army ranger. He's airborne. They jump wow, out of planes yeah, and shit. Yeah, he'd tell me, yeah, all these, tell me all these like sick combat stories about like people dying on him and stuff. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just like, we're fucking like icing this old lady's shoulder. And he's telling me about the time he like killed somebody, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> as he's like icing down his shoes. Like one time I ripped this guy's shoulder off and shoved it in his mouth. Yeah. He's like, so this one course we took, we learned how to shoot from like outside of a car into the car and inside the car, out of the car. And like, you know, you're shooting out of the car. You want to shoot a little bit low. If you're shooting in the car, you shoot a little bit high because the yeah. window is going to make it like, like refract. I'm like, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Talk, he's like talking about like shooting people through a car window while we're, while we're doing this. Hey, listen, if you're yourself now shooting at people through a car window, you're going to remember that. Yeah, now I know. Just made it save your life. It's the important things. But yeah, I, uh, I got to spend a lot of time in there. But, but like I was saying, like as I got closer to me, like hearing back from these schools, I was like, fuck, kind of hope I don't get in. Well, luckily... My grades were shitty enough where I didn't get in anyways, but uh, my grades weren't even shit. Just P- PT school is very like competitive. Wait, so now. you didn't even want to get into what the school you'd have to go to after this college you're in? It was like, it was like by the time that I had applied and like I had had, I'd been made sit on it for a long time. You know what I mean? Like this is like a over a year process. From the time I started working in the clinic to the time that I started like, uh, you know, applying, going back to the clinic, when I'm home from my breaks, all that shit. I was like, yeah, you know, like I won't be upset if I could thought training to do like personal training instead, like a lot of this stuff, obviously there's like a scope of practice thing here, but like a lot of this stuff is stuff that I can do at the gym. Yeah. Just like movement, movement solutions. You know what I mean? Like help yeah. move better, get stronger, get stable. And usually it fixes a lot of the issues. Like it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that's, some of these things out. That's exactly what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even in the meantime, like I'd have friends come to me, like my like training partners and shit. And I'd like be able to fix their shit and like do their training for them. And like, Dude, this is so fucking cool. I love this shit. Let me ask something. Do you think that it's good? We're on our way to a future where insurance companies will cover personal training. I mean, the way they cover physical therapy. I would like to think so. In a, in a perfect world, the standard for personal training is held way higher. And that's an option. And America's way healthier because of it. But the bar is set so low. And even like the organizations that, that, control the barrier to entry which is like you know take a nasm course like what you actually learn from them and the standard they hold you to is so low i know that i don't i don't think it's even i don't say i don't want to say this actually i think it is productive like even the worst trainers if someone's going from doing something to doing nothing or from doing nothing to doing something as long as they aren't doing shit that's negligent like they're going to get hurt like that's going to be a greater good like doing something or doing nothing going to doing something not getting hurt you're probably going to get healthier what NASM will teach you if you pay attention in the beginning, because this is the problem that it does to a lot of people. It happened to me. And I see it happen to all the kids that I know that are getting into fitness too. And that, you know, is you read the book and all of a sudden, you know, fucking 
everything. When all you learned about was the planes of motion, antagonists, synergists, fucking all prime movers, all the terminology, the the very very base, you know. And you all of a sudden, mm-hmm. and then you watch, you look at the 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 example workouts they give you, and you wonder where the stupid shit we see all the time comes from, right from their textbook. Honestly, like it's not even, and, and that's what's why I think there is starting to be a wave of it because with a company like Prescript on their way to becoming able to be giving certifications out, like they mm-hmm. they have the CUs, they're on their way to becoming a certified company in that sense where you can do we go to NASM get a CPT, you go to them. That's the doorway opening. That's because going from my knowledge of NASM and going to Prescript, where not only do you learn so much more, but you're forced to think a different way yeah. other than just this is the information, go forth. It's now you do your, like take this information, but you're like put it through your flavor. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. that that's like an opening of the doorway. And then like even other like wannabe companies that are just Instagram companies right now, they still have the idea. They're just not a fucking business. They think they are but they're just the profile, you know? But I mm-hmm. think it's opened the door because it's such a heavy conversation now about how like, and like from my perspective of being in this game for four or five years, when I first heard about NASM and you read their, you, their, um, like, uh, you know, their jargon where they you know, every basketball team has a NASM certified train, all this shit. You, and you're like, Oh, they must be the top echelon, blah, blah. And you read the history you know, and you get into it. And if you go from just someone working out in the gym to learning all this, you're like, wow, you think you're taking a nine me course, you know? So like, I think the transitions slowly starting to occur because like I said, a company like preschool, once they are able to get certs and they're on the list of like, Hey, I'm a new trainer. What, where should I go to? And they're on the list and you go to them. You're going to learn so much different than what you're going to learn at, at least NASM where I went through. Yeah, I think part of that too is just like the the evolution of social media. Like learning has become become so decentralized. That's amazing. Like, like you know, like in high even like in high school, or like when I was saying, like when I was like thirteen, I was going to bodybuilding.com. Yeah. True. Like that's yeah. a resource that like ten years before that, that didn't exist. You had to go to the fucking juiced out gym teacher and his word was gospel. Yeah. And then we have, the guy we have the YouTube. Gym. Like, dude, today, the amount of cool shit you can learn on YouTube just from like random people who also taught themselves the amount of really smart people on Instagram who give away like priceless information for free. Like you can find the answer to anything you want to. The biggest yeah. problem is just sifting through it. And that's the reason why people pay trainers. It's like, they don't want to sift that shit and figure out what to do. Like they want to pay somebody who's already sifted through it, learn the majority of it or somebody who knows how to sift through it. Yeah. It's uh that's something that's really cool. I think the whole tech is like you said earlier about, you know, these kids that read everything from a textbook and think they got it going on. It's like, you said that. A, yeah, you said that. <laughs> okay. I, maybe not the way I said it, but you just, you said that. I remember because I caught note of it and I was like, oh, yeah. Because in that sense, it's like, fuck it. Like, that's the thing. Like, um, learning the books from the history books I learned from, you learned the most ridiculous propaganda American pro, pro American history ever, ever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why Tom Hanks at 50, at 62 years old, just learned about the Tulsa massacre. You know, I mean, there's a reason why John F. Kennedy didn't even know that there was a Great Depression and he became the fucking president. Like, there's a reason why certain people all over the world, whether predominant or a kid like me, don't learn certain things. Depends mm-hmm. where you are and who's writing that fucking history. And that's when you get in arguments. Other people are like, oh, but you're going to tell me everything I was taught in school is wrong. Like, yes, because yeah. who is teaching you what? That being said, with this decentralization of information, 
you can learn, like you said, anything you want. And you, I find the older, when you get older, like out of being forced to learn, like we do to kids, when you want, you find what you want to learn, you go on to go learn it. It's, this is the age we live in an age. Like we're blessed to be living in this time where like, if I want to go learn three different languages on Duolingo, I can do that. I don't have to go to a school or find someone, hire them. I could pay an app for $49.99 a year and learn three languages if I want to. They allow you up to four. You know what I mean? Like, and then you can go find the books and the, the prescript, all these things, as opposed to having being forced to funnel into X area and then only taking X information. It's and with that comes a revolutionary effect because a lot of people are realizing a lot of shit they were taught was bullshit. And then you mm-hmm. start to question the people teaching you. What's that about? You know? Yeah. I mean, dude, even when I was in even when I was in college, I was fucking sitting in like human fit or exercise fit class at college way Mary. Like dude, I think school. college is the worst because what you'll have is some fucking kid who, unless they're about teaching closer forms of truth, they're gonna teach their biased bullshit. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Because they're the I, authority I figure. I, I was lucky. I had some professors who probably hated me because I was a big like discourse guy, especially with like exercise physiology and like applied biomechanics, stuff like that. It's like they would say shit that was dumb. And I'd be like, I, you know, what about this viewpoint? Like that sounds kind of stupid when you consider this. And then to go back and forth with me and, you know, like try and roast That's me. But you like, are where you are, bro. Yeah. It's probably that, that annoying kid that would just like shout shit in class. But like, shut the fuck up. Listen no, to the teacher. No, because that's the kid who just wants attention. You just because you're actually thinking about it and you're challenging them. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, that's why that whole student, I had a podcast about so I got the student teacher relationship is like the teacher also has to be a student while they're being a teacher. You know what I mean? Because like if you think you're the supreme be all, that's that's just all it is. And you're gonna just teach robots. But when a kid like you starts questioning and then try and they try to be a punk about it or reprimand, that's like, what do you want? You're just teaching robots, which isn't teaching, you're just talking. You're not even teaching is like a, a back and forth relationship. It's like a tennis match. You're not just fucking screaming at a wall and telling them to like, listen, you know? Yeah. And I 100%. think, a, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of teach, like I always review like my life to always try to connect things. And like, I only had one teacher who was really receptive to, and that was my eighth grade teacher who was just dope. Told the priest to go fuck himself. Ain't that cool. Cause we were in eighth yeah. grade and we had a, we had our like eighth grade fucking dance and the priest came in and said, yelled at us cause we were too loud. And my print, my teacher goes, get the fuck out of here. It's their night. I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> because I went to Catholic school for nine years and I still became a demon altar boy too. First ever get kicked out. Yeah, boy. Get you a plaque for that one. Yeah. Kick that altar boy. You know why? Cause we had, for a while, this guy fought the Jerry, right? And when you were an altar boy, you got fucking, you got uh, tips for doing funerals and wakes, uh, funerals and weddings. It was beautiful. You got it. You got out of class. That's the fucked up part, right? You're like, oh, someone died today. You know, you got out of class. You get the fucking, you get to sit there and give out the wine. You always took a little sip. You know what I mean? So you go back to class a little whacked. You got five, maybe 10. Usually a wedding, they're usually happy. So they give more. You get like a five to a 20, depends, a 20 spot. And you go home. And at the end of the year, you'd still get brought to Six Flags. Then this piece of shit, motherless fuck, Monsignor Bennett comes in and fucking tries to take my money one day after a fucking funeral. I told him, no, you ain't getting my cash. It's not happening. You know what I mean? He's like, no, we have to take it to go on that trip at the end of the year. I was like, fuck that. Father Jerry brought us and we kept our money. You're not getting my cash. 
So he called my dad. My dad's like, you're not getting his cash. I don't know what to tell you. Like, what do you think this is? <laughs> you're going to fucking strong arm, you know? And that was that. They were like, all right, since your kid's in eighth grade, he's going to graduate. And like, don't worry, we're taking my other kid out. Go fuck yourself. And it was a, a whole fiasco. But guess who's still alive? And that church ain't there anymore. All right. That school doesn't exist anymore. Okay. I'm still standing. Well, right now I'm sitting down, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Blue stands test of time. I am the test of time. Father, uh, what'd you call him? Monsignor. Monsignor Bennett was his name. That motherless yeah. fuck. Piece of <laughs> shit. It's like I don't crack him. It's for him and his fucking cunt nuns. Sister Marianne and Sister Mary, both twats. Hope they listen. Oh, they're probably dead by now. They were old as shit back then. How the fuck did we get to where we are right now? What no are we idea. talking about? Dude, I'm so, I told you, I'm so high on coffee. I haven't smoked pot. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm off my rocker right now. Okay. Teaching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said, you said the teacher <laughs> teachers need to be a student, too. Something like that, right? But you know what I want to know, though, is how, like, now after, because how did, because, like, how do you um get to the success that you have now in the sense of the way you train and the way you run your business? Like, where did that, because you're, you're already 24, right? So when did you get out of school to start doing your training shit for real? Or were you starting to do that heavy while in school still? Like training people no, on the side so, and all that? No, no, no. So, I mean, I was playing football for almost 80% of it. So I started. I started four grinding, years clinic, of school, right? I was I was working, yeah. For, so until end of my junior year, or halfway through my junior year. So I had like my juniors, uh, junior spring, and then my my fall, or my senior fall and senior spring. So I had like three semesters where I didn't play. Yeah. When, so when I did that, that was when I was when I was going home. I was I was cranking hours in the clinic. I was just working for free. I was, just awesome. I was showing up. Yeah. So I was doing that. Uh, you know, I was like training friends on the side. I never got any like formal training job. I was training friends on the side, whatever, you know, and a, a big thing was I was starting to find people on the internet to learn from. So I was finding guys like Shallow, listening to Mind Pump. I started paying for like Eugene Teo's website. So I started like, dude, I would always be like in my, it's I'd be in my classes. Two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mind Pump and shit. Like honestly, Mind Pump and Prescript or Mind Pump and Shallow before it was pre, you know what I mean? Like it's, that's so, so wild. Every time I talk to someone in Prescript, and we talk about our origins. It's always like, yeah, I got into mind pump, and you know, it's it's wild. Yeah, well, that was a big thing. Was like once I kind of got into this, like I was like, eh, PT is cool, maybe fitness though. I looked up like fitness podcast. I wanted to keep learning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was like the stuff I'm learning in school is like, it is what it is. It's really important to have a good foundation and like you know, by anatomy and biomechanics and physiology, whatever. Uh, but I was like, from the application standpoint, like what it is to be a personal trainer. And also mm -hmm. like, there's people like, like I found Eugene too on the internet. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's like what I need. So smart. I started paying for his website. I'd be like in classes with my laptop open, with my headphones and listening to his lectures while some dipshit was in the background yeah. talking about like Roman history or whatever <laughs> bullshit like this way to take. You know what I mean? You have to be well-rounded at William Mary. Uh, <laughs> so I'd be doing that. I was trying to listen to as many podcasts as I could. I actually, I did get a job in a gym. I got a job as a fucking front desk worker. They wouldn't hire me as a trainer. I got certified as a trainer. They wouldn't hire me. Why not? I, uh, I did. I fucking, I don't know. They didn't like me. It's tall. Were they short? It probably because I would like, I wouldn't put up with like corporate bullshit. They would. Like they know. wouldn't. So, did, so they wouldn't give us also this place went out of business this past year. And like, I, I hate seeing people lose jobs and shit, but I was like, if you would have asked me like three years ago or four years ago, what would happen in this place? And that was the answer. That. I would have been, I would put money on that. Like, fuck, yeah. of course, yeah. no shit. Anyways, at the front desk, 
you weren't allowed to like walk around and like re-rack weights and stuff. They made these super out of shape cleaning people come in at night and like re-rack all the weights and we get in trouble for helping them and shit like that. All our only job was stand at the front desk, say hi when people walk in and then sell shit. And that was it. And they gave us no fucking chairs. You weren't allowed to sit down. So you had to stand there for like six hours, eight hour shifts, whatever Dude, the fuck it was. Corporate, like my brother, when I was training at New York Sports Club in Long Island and Hicksville at that, and my brother got a job as front desk and my brother's the most outgoing, nice, lovable person. There is polar opposite of me. Mm-hmm. And they fired him. And I mean, he was the front desk guy that people would walk in when he wasn't there. Like, hey, where's Mike? Like as if he was their trainer. Cause he was yeah. that he was just a, like, people were so happy to go to the gym, not to work out at all. Just to see him it got to that point. You know, they fired him. Cause he didn't wear jeans one night or some shit like that. And like, yeah, it was fun. It's just like, dude. and I see it now with the LA fitness that I trained myself at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had conversations with the uh, head fitness guy and I'm actually going to go in there. I've been formulating a uh, discussion with him in my head of how to, how I'm going to teach his trainers and get paid for it because First of all, their whole way of selling makes no sense. Where you meet the one guy, he runs you through some shit, and if you're gonna buy, you're gonna go train with someone completely different. You know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to just this is the this is who I am. We're gonna train together. If you like it, I'm gonna sell you. We're gonna train together. That's one. Two. They take everyone through the same fucking procedure, and I'm yeah. just like, Mo, think about this, right? You got someone coming to the gym who's they're they're off. They're accepting the free consultation because they already need to know something. To them, this is their entry into a world, a whole new world. And what you want to do is have them look like a fucking circus animal by doing step ups with overhead kettle presses with a fuck like slow down, sit the kid down, have him curl some fucking weight, make him feel a bicep. Then guys going to go home like, yo, I fuck like imagine. Go, hey, son, what'd you do today? I have no fucking idea. I climbed up and down a fucking box with weight over my head. I don't know what it was doing. Or it's like, my fucking curled some weight. I feel really good right now. Like, which one do you think is going to come back? You know, yeah. Tony the Tiger or fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in the making? It's, <laughs> I mean, I understand like having procedure, right? Like, if you're running a corporate gym, you have like, you're going to scale, you need that short sort of shit. But it's just like all the, but dude, the principles and the foundations of it are dumb. Like, it, and like you said, like, it could be way better. It could be like, a bicep curl, farmer's carry. Fucking sled put like things that are gonna make you feel strong and get the blood pumping at the same time, the heart rate up. You know what I mean? So this this first gym job I got, you have to pay for your uniform. So you can pay nine dollars an hour. Right there alone. You have to pay. Oh, fuck yeah. You have to pay. You have to pay ninety dollars for these two like shitty polos. You have to wear at work. Ninety dollars. So it was like forty five dollars. Like, Ren. It was like no. It's like forty five dollars each, just for just like whatever Insane. you know polo. Yeah. So your first 10 hours of work, like your first shift and a half, basically, is just not even getting paid. It's just paying for your fucking uniform. Jesus like it's, yeah, so you can't sit down. If you lean against the desk, my, my fucking manager, you just come up behind me. I was just leaning against the desk, and he'd like pat me real hard on the shoulder, and he'd be like, how's it going, Nick? I'm like, go fuck yourself, dude. I know exactly what you're trying to do here. Yeah, just yeah. tell me to stand up. Yes, I hate that shit. But this place was so bad that there was a gym that was a block away. I would get off work. I would walk to the gym and I would go train there because the gym was sick. I still talk to this wow. gym owner like every day. Not every day. I talk to him pretty frequently. He always asked me like machine yeah. questions and stuff. I, I gave him some like some recommendations for some machines. Like he's a homie. Let me ask you something. Do you ever any aspirations to operate a gym yourself? Fuck no. No, I do. So you're going like to work a, for me. It's like a boat. No, nah, not for me. 
I was because like yeah. I live, I live. I've thought about this so much. And I've heard that. I've heard all the, but for me, literally, I'd live in it. Like I don't like I have the idea to create the place that I will also live, but it's also a gym. Like I don't. I love the place that much. Like I'll I'll be in gyms just cleaning up after everyone else because I can't help it. And while screaming about how I'm not their mother and. You know, that's how I clean up is I make fun of everyone. I'll do like, I just can't help. I fucking love it. So what I'm saying is you're going to be my uh, something. You're going to concierge or something. You're fucking. Yeah. You're I mean, the gym. Like, my, my thing is I'm so involved in my business and like, yeah, yeah most people don't get the chance to, to mix their, like their passion and their favorite hobbies with their business. It's like such a big portion of my day is like business and fitness and training. So it's like, I want to have, I want to have opportunities to like get away from that during the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be like running a gym and running a training business and like working with other coaches and like doing all this shit. And then like, I also sleep in my gym. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, that is me. I am my gym. I guess. For I'm not you, saying you can't yeah. do that. No, for, know, exactly, know, for, yeah, for, for me, for me. Right. So that, that's why, that's why I'm so quick to say like, fuck no. And, like, and also I hate, like, I see all the bullshit that comes with it. See, I hate like for me, I just, I just, I, I, cause I catch myself being in just an LA fitness giving a fuck about it like to the mm-hmm. point where i get so aggravated because i truly feel and know i could fucking operate this thing like everyone's there for a paycheck not because they're fucking about this shit like that's mm-hmm. i've said that my whole life would be in a gym like I, i've always had the idea to own a gym <clears throat> and just own it i never said operate it that's why i'm gonna hire you and a, and a bunch of other people but because to me it's not hard if you're not looking to just make millions of dollars you know what i mean like i get yeah. if you're a corporate gym and you got chain i get i get it i'm not hating on you whatsoever i'm just saying on it like i'm never hating i'm stating on it for me i'd love to run that gym but there's something i want to ask you about your business what do you how tell me explain because i am oh, let, 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 me get, let me get through the rest of the story real quick oh yeah sorry let you know how i got to where i am well i'm all fucked up my just... pop, oh my pop might be here sorry tell him to hand deliver it to you no 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 he don't come in the house <laughs> He just drops it off. Anyways, so, uh, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I don't get a job there. I started looking in the area. This I'm still in school. I went part time. Want to start getting some hands on training. I'm like, I know like all this shit in theory. I know all this anatomy, all this biomechanics, all this physiology. I'm starting to learn some like applied shit from guys like like the mind pump guys, like Eugene, like Jordan. I found Jordan on mind pump. You're like when I heard Jordan talk on mind pump, I was like, holy shit. This yeah. guy's like Eugene. Like, this is like somebody I need to like be around. Same exact thing. So started learning from like from those guys. I was like, well, shit, I need to get some hands on and start doing this with more, more than just like my buddies, you know, like a couple of training sessions a week. It's my buddies hit, hitting, hitting the gym with me. So I, um, yeah, I, I tried to get a job at the gym I was working at. They didn't even like reply to my application. I mentioned to my manager. She's like, oh, they'll get back to you. So I applied to a different place, interviewed, got the job. This is keep in mind. This is uh, like in the February 2020. The guy hires me, right? He's like, "Your start date's gonna be this," and it was like the week between when he told me that and the week I was gonna start COVID lockdown. Wow, swear to God. So yeah, so that's when like shit the fan, whatever. I I did the rest of my school semester online, and then I went home. And when I went home, moved in with my dad. Right, my dad, my dad had a garage gym. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. I'm going to call up the kids I know 
in the area and say he wants to train with me like whatever whatever kids are playing sports that i know like my my friends siblings whatever so i started just like cranking sessions in my garage gym just training shit ton of kids and then eventually charging, the, uh, like charging them and shit or yeah, just... yeah 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 no, i was char- i was i was charged i was like, like 20 dollars a session i was yeah. charging them like shit but i was just trying to get experience it's like that's kind of how i got back into sports performance so quickly like one, like I played, you know, football and Division One football in college. But two, like I started training mainly mainly athletes. Started my online business too. Started working with some people on there. You know, not a ton. Like you know how hard it is to get online clients. Maybe maybe it was like training like four people online. Like that's a very small handful. About when you're done with this story, remind me. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. So, gyms open back up. Funny enough, through a connection, somebody who used to train with Kyle Rogers at Driveline. Mm-hmm. was also roommates with one of my boys in school and he saw that we were friends and he hit me up he's like yo how do you know rogers and how do you know my other buddy named burke and we got talking and he's like dude we should get on zoom and talk about training at some point i didn't realize it was a fucking job interview this dude's like my age too yeah but yeah it's like basically so we got on zoom we're talking for like five minutes like yes we're, we want to hire you to run run our uh, run our gym over here like the gym manager, he's like, you know, we have some big picture things I want to take care of. I want someone on the floor to take care of everything else and like do all the training and everything. So I got a job working there. Funny enough, this is the same place that I used to do my my uh, physical therapy like interning with. Really? So the physical therapist that I rent who owned the business, who was the main PT, bought the other guy's sports performance business. So it was like half of the gym was sports performance. The other half of the gym was like PT. So I got this gig managing the sports tournament side of things. I was programming for like 80 kids. I was just ripping out programs. And then I was on the floor with, with them like all day long. And then I also got an opportunity whenever people finished doing PT, so they still had like little injuries, whatever, but they were cleared to, uh, to train. They come train with me. I was either on the floor doing group sessions or I was doing like one-on-one training with like old, old people or people with injuries who were coming over and wanted to do personal training. So I was basically every day I was waking up at like five, I would train a couple of kids in my garage. I would drive to Blacksburg. I would run like a few group sessions, do a few one-on-one PT sessions, run like another group session. I drive home, train like another kid in my garage, and then I do like a consult online, whatever. So I was going from like 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. like Monday to Friday for like a year doing that. That's awesome. And Anyways, how? Well, go ahead. So I, I was moving up here because uh, my girl, you know, my girl, she got a job up here. I was like, fuck, I don't know. How long have you guys you guys have been together? Two years, a little bit two years. From college or after college? Uh college. And How'd you college. guys meet? Oh, and you met in college? Call yeah, I met in college. Yeah, she played lacrosse and I met her at a party. That's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys like to have sex with each other, and then you're like, let's just date now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not stupid. I've been around. No, uh, don't worry about it. I'm not worried, Lou. You know all my secrets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Great I'm, trying, I'm trying to get guys, I'm trying to get the own. best couple. I love you guys. I you, you guys are so I'm, I'm trying to get some of this bullshit out of the way so we can talk about your question that I've deflected for like 10 minutes. No, don't worry about it. I got nothing to do. Pots on sway and calm. Cool. Got some more coffee. What was I saying? Uh got a job up here, anyways. Yeah. So uh I got connected. You're uh um got connected with the guy who owns the MBR and Leo. I'm right. Sure. Yeah. So I reached out to our boy. And I was like, hey man, you do you know any any uh any like just like gyms in the area I should look at? So he told me I should check out DMV Iron and he introduced me to Leo. So I asked Leo, I was like, hey man, you looking for any trainers? And they didn't have training at the time. Like everyone was just doing their own things, like Wild West. So he's like, Yeah, come, come up here and train with me. I would, I'd love to have you. So moved up here. That was it. 
started training DMV iron. Rest How was it? Dude, I, could, say. I could talk, I could talk another hour. Yeah. The rest is history. I actually booked an Airbnb in Anacostia, which is Southeast DC. I lived there for a month back in the eighties. It was the like, murder capital of the country. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I lived there. I lived there for a fucking month in a basement. I get up at four 30, drive to the gym. I walk outside and people put, like their hoods up, walk around like zombies. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing walking around the streets at 4.30 in the morning? Yeah, that's what I loved about working in Manhattan because I'm so used to that. Like working nights in Manhattan, that you see the wildest shit. The wild, I mean, you know, you're working out 3 a.m., 4 a.m., the wildest shit you can imagine you're seeing. You'd have yeah. like one story. We had fucking this thing. He was trying to fuck someone, fuck everyone. Someone ended up fucking it on the job site at 3 a.m. Mm. Another guy on Temp Light got caught banging three hookers in the shanty by the owner of the company. <laughs> <laughs> by the owner of the company. He was on overtime making time and a half, <laughs> banging three hookers. Three hookers. <laughs> yeah, that's how we do it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but so, you know what I really love about everything you just said is like you were always hustling. Wow. Oh, you're always hustling for it. That's the, the weed knock, but you're always yeah. hustling for it. Like, uh, well, that was, that was the thing though. It was like, I was I... like, I, I have this, like this book knowledge. It's not useless, but like, I, I want I want to be respected. You know what I mean? Amazing. Listen, that's oh, one second. Let Lou hit this rip real quick and then we can continue the conversation. It was, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I wanted What's going on, man? I don't. Good. Yeah, I know exactly who it is. Yeah, you do, right? He says, is that Nick? I was like, yeah, it's Big Dick Nick. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Let me get one more damn bag. Shit. Yeah. Um, no, I know exactly what you mean with the respect shit because that's actually why I stopped doing my like personal training shit on Instagram because I'm not uh-huh. training anyone right now. Like, I literally uh-huh. felt like a fraud that although I've trained people, I've been in the game for five years now, like training at gyms and all that shit. I'm not right now. And I straight up felt like I can't, I just can't. I just, that's the way I am too. Like I couldn't fucking, and that's like, again, like why I love uh, that I got into powerlifting because now I really feel like my hat's in the game too. Like I'm not playing a sport. So like for me, at least, at least while I'm not training people either, at least I'm training, like I have a coach through still, but I also know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So like our conversations mm-hmm. aren't just like, yes, sir. It's always like, well, what do you think about this? You know what I mean? Like I would do anything he says, but I'm still questioning things, but like just having a hat in the game. So when I can get back to training, when I finally do get the job, when I can post my shit again, at least I'm no, like I do this. You know what I mean? Like, cause when I, when I think about it, what I want to train is either gen pop at a gym or someone in powerlifting. Like that's all I, you know, cause th- I want to be able to help the majority, like I want Susie Q to be able to feel like a healthy, strong, sexy mother at 45. You know, I want mm-hmm. Johnny Jack to be able to go to work at 55 and come home and bang his wife. You know what I mean? I want them to have fun. And then if you're a powerlifter, I want you to maybe live stronger. Everything else I can give a fuck. That's not my forte. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So same yeah. exact thing, like the hat in the, the, the hat in the arena. Oh, look at you, dude. The hat in the arena thing. Yeah, I mean, especially being as young as I am. And especially because, like, I, I had, I still have the ambition to be in like education space. You know Wait, I mean? hold on, dude. I'm sorry to cut you off, but for you to be say like, I, I never think of you being 24 until you tell him. I literally think you're like my age or older than me because the way you hold yourself and 
the way you present yourself. So that's just something from a, a little cockstroke from an external point of view. Cause like, even when you said 24 again, I'm like, my, like all you guys can do is fuck up. You know, like you salute like all you guys can do is fuck up, which to me is a beautiful thing. Cause it means you're on the right path. And as long as you just don't fuck up, you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's, it's amazing to me how, and maybe it's also because in my world, like at 20, what, 24, 24, yeah. I was fucking selling Coke and weed. Like, you know what I mean? That, that and snorting pills, you know what I'm saying? So like when I hear like, like you got it, you know what you're doing already. I'm over here. Like, what, where am I? You know, it's fucking you, magical. Me, I've, I've had such good guidance. You know, like I worked with Killian for like a year, like Jordan's my boy. And that, yeah. that was one of my main intentions too. One, like, that's, like, the, one of the biggest compliments I ever get is when people are like, dude, there's no fucking way I told you are. And I, I don't intentionally try and, like, sound older than I oh, am. Oh, I know. But, like, I, I know. I want know. people I want people to know, like, I'm fucking putting the work in. I don't want anybody to ever say, like, oh, this dude's too young. He doesn't have any skin in the game. Like, I wanted to expedite that skin in the game as fast as possible, right? I wanted to make up for hours that I missed when I wasn't doing this. Yeah. That's why I still do it. I still get up at fucking yeah. – I still get up at 4.30, and, it's like, most days I work till at least 6.00. I work some on the weekends too. I don't do fucking sessions on the weekend. I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to be the trainer who's doing like a hundred sessions a week. This is like fucking on Twitter during the, uh, during their sessions. That's but anyway, it's like, you know what I mean? I'm making sure I, I'm making sure I put the hours in still, right? I'm still trying to expedite that learning experience. But the big part of that was like, I had, I had the, uh, you know, the benefit of being able to surround myself with someone like Killian. I would talk to him like every week for a year. Yeah. Being able to surround myself with guys like like Shallow, who's like who's my boy now, who like anytime I have a question or like any talk about anything, he's like he's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's... And even this like the guys like Bagheera and Baxter and there's there's a fucking dozen people on the yeah, internet. The, entire, the whole Discord. Who... Look at the Discord. The coaches, the yeah. brains in that thing, and you're extremely active. Me, I just like that's if you utilize that Discord, it is fucking priceless times ten. Dude, I have people who ask me questions. And I know them in the Discord. I'm like, dude, go ask so and so. Just go fucking ask him. Drop this in this this tab of the Discord. Like, you're gonna get a way better answer than I can give you. It's, it's but that's the thing too. It's like it's it's also like I think like some people like they don't know what they don't know, and they try to act like they're smarter than they are. Like I know that there's a lot of things I don't fucking know, but I know that I know somebody who knows the answer to that. So knowing that, I'm confident that I'm one text away from finding a solution to something that's not in my wheelhouse. That which makes me being okay with that you know what i'm saying like it, it, yeah it, most solutions i can find find a, a resolution to because of that because even yeah. if i don't know the answer like i know somebody who can help me find the answer dude my boy hit me up he had he's suffering from tennis elbow he's an electrician and i'm like mm -hmm. i have some ideas but let me hit someone up i hit baxter up yo what are your thoughts on tennis elbow oh i wrote my whole this is what is that word college this dissertation is, yeah dissertation on it i'm like i don't know what that is but it sounds like you know a lot <laughs> So, so yeah. like right there, like he gave me some things like and that's what's so cool about knowing things is like he doesn't have to give you like he's it's not like you're asking the guy for a whole program. It's like you need this to happen. Go forth and make it happen for that guy. You know, whatever mm -hmm. posterior expansion, like whatever words we're going to use to when, what needs to be happening, you know, and it's so dope that literally, like you said, one quick DM within five minutes, you're able to take this information and go help someone with it. And you didn't know it five yeah. minutes ago. Because of. Yeah that all that is holy prescript it's really it's every single time i have a podcast i'm talking about but it's it's just that's what it is what it's done like the discord 34 dollars a fucking month for the 
in for the, for the brains that you're readily accessible to. And then the organization of it, you know, they, mm-hmm. they still have it like, um, what is it, like um, combat sports and strength performance, all that shit. It's okay. Then watching the people in the, in the crew fucking lifting and talking about it. it's just, it's, it's, it's putting yourself in the game heavy, at least in the mind sense. If you're going to put that theory into practice now, that's, you're even seeing practice by seeing not just people talk about the theory, but through the workout videos and the programs uh-huh. being uh, shown. It's fucking, it's incredible, dude. It really is magical. And like the whole way you're explaining your whole life of uh, your life to me is like the way it's been woven that you fucking end up in the kinesiology and you get a concussion. You're like, fuck this. And then you get in the train and, oh, you know, you go to the mind pump, you go to the prescript. Dude, so much of it I talk to say so much of it is just luck, too. Right. Like there's a lot of times where the cards just like I got dealt a good hand. Yeah. But you just, of course, well, that's the number one thing. I mean, honestly, if you're born right, if you're born, you kind of dealt a good hand. It's always just your perspective. You're going to turn around and look at it, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's the you sit here and wonder. I said, because when I first got into it was mind pump, same exact NASM mind pump. And then shallow, and then I saw shallow at an event in New York, and I was like starstruck. I couldn't even say. Yeah, you're just here to talk to him. Say hi to story. You know what I mean? And like now, it's like what? Like I look back at that, and it's just like you look back at that. That was 2018. You know, right before COVID, you're like, what the is going on? The world is wild. Mm -hmm. You know, and now look at you. So now, after we got all sentimental and shit. How much time do you have? Because I got time. Uh, you have a job. You have things in your life. I've got like maybe 30 minutes. All right. Listen, I'm taking a quick piss. And just you could either talk to people because I'm not going to edit. You know, people are going to have to sit through the silence. So you do whatever you want. But I'm going to be back in a minute. And then I want to know about tell, your online business. What? I'll just I'll tell the story of us in California. There you go. Tell that. It's all true. Whatever he says. Whatever I say. Yeah. So, uh, Are you in there? Lou, Lou is well known to be a child molester. Um, no, God damn it, Lou. This is so awkward. I'm literally, I'm talking to a, a wall right now while Lou takes a piss. I think he carried the microphone away with him. I don't, or maybe his headphones too. So hopefully you can hear all of this. Anyways, last time I saw Lou, uh, California this year, land on the plane, our boy Mason picks me up uh we circle back around to get lou lou's first request is, hey let's, let's go to the 420 store so let's, let's get some pot so we're taking taking to the, the dispensary this man goes in there for like 30 fucking minutes like it's the goddamn apple store he comes out with a grocery bag full of shit and then within seconds he's fucking undoing these airplane bottles of uh of edibles just taking 100 megs to the to the face like it's nothing this is keep in mind, this is like fucking 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So this was kind of like the the summary of the entire weekend is Lou probably had a gram of THC every day. And this fucker's still taking a piss. It's hoping he come come back halfway through so I can shut the fuck up. God, man, it's really me hanging. I'll tell the story about Lou's fucking bald ass head. There we go. Yeah, how great. This man, that's the nice man, old head, though. 
This man posted on his story when he shaved his head. He's telling me he's getting all these compliments. He looks like this person and this person or like this serial killer. And I was like, yo, Lou, you look at the fucking Monopoly, man. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Mr. Peanut, whatever the hell his name is. Dude, you said that. That was magical. And I might be him for um, Halloween. You need to be. You just met the Monopoly guy. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. God. Dude, you just gave me the most awkward, like, five minutes talking to myself ever. What were you talking about? I was talking about you taking the fucking 100 make shots to the face when you're in California at, like, 1 p.m. What can I say? And then working out. Well, this is... I've always... Like, when I was younger, when I was in my youthers, and I used to just be the one in the group to consume the most amount of drugs. I always said I should donate my body to science. I mean, I would have nights where I'd blow, where I'd crush up seven ecstasy pills and put them in a shot glass and shoot them while on like Xanax, Coke, obviously weed, 40s and a bow weed. Like I would just get almost like it's like this kid trying to kill himself. You know, like what the yeah. fuck is going? And it was just, and it never happened. I'm still here. Like it's fucking one, twice I got rushed to the hospital. Once was a full blown panic attack, and one like they literally had to hit me with some shit because I was my I was dying from an overdose of cocaine. My fucking heart was coming through my chest. It was insane. They had to hit me with some shit, and I calmed down. The best part was after I calmed down, I was like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> my friends were like, "What?" My one friend, like you're completely fine. Nothing happened. That's how Why I am at the hospital. Me. What the I'm fuck? Like, what the fuck? Why? And the best part is like when I was like dying. I'm in my friend's car, and they're hitting the bong. I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> I dead ass think I'm having a heart attack." What? Are we? He's like, "Hold on." I'm like, "Oh my god!" So we get to the hospital. It was fucking. I walk in, and this dude. There's like this nurse guy's like, what happened? I tell him and I sit down. He takes my heart, my blood pressure, some shit. He's like, do not move a muscle. Like, that's the best thing to say to someone. He's like, do not move. I'm going to get you a chair. That's it. And then the doctor really calmed me down because he was like, oh, what'd you do? Too much coke? I was like, yeah, and some uh, painkillers. He's like, you know that mix will kill you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you trying to die? I'm like, no, it just was an accident. He's like, all right, like he was like a conversation while I'm like, like hit me with some shit, put it in like the vein thing, and that was cool. I was like, what is it? What are we doing here? You know, what a story. Yeah, but the whole time, like in the bed, I was waiting for like them to be like, he's flatlining because like the face, the faces my friends had on were literally like, I'm dying. You know what I mean? And the yeah, doctor they probably like, thought you were gonna die. They yeah, the doctor was the only one. Yeah. That's their faces. Were, and I, so I was just looking at them, waiting for him to be like, he's flatlining. Cause like only the doctor, when he showed up was cool as a cucumber. Like he's what calmed me down. Cause I'm like, well, he's fine. Like he's, I mean, he's not even showing like he's trying to hold emotion back or like nerves mm-hmm. back. He was just, ah, what happened? You know, like cool as fuck. So once he started talking, it was fucking wild. And it was fucked up too. It was a it was the hospital my mom worked at. <laughs> uh, oh, geez, Lou, look what you did again. Yeah. And then when I went back like a year later, but this was a panic attack, and I yelled at everyone because they wouldn't let me go. That was even more embarrassing because now she got a raise, and she was higher up in the system. And I just told the nurse to go fuck her hand because she came in to check my vitals. I was <laughs> screaming because I was like, I'm alive. It was nuts. They'd have a girlfriend come in and give me a fucking nice blowjob, though. That was great. 
There's not like this. Yeah, there's not. Oh, the same girlfriend gave me head at my mom's aunt's wake. Oh my god. Jesus, where do you find these women at? Uh, Manhattan church, church, believe it or not. Church, church. No, this is when I was younger. This is this is a, a she. This girl's a very. She's a she's a Christian. She's a Christian. She's a Christian. You know, so that's that. But please tell me about business. Like, for instance, if I was to go, hey Nick, my name's Lou, and I like to work out myself. I am. I have my, and I tell you my credentials. You know who I am. I'm not going to actually do the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I want to start getting into online training. What do you suggest? And let's talk about, let's, yeah, what do you suggest? Let's say I come to you and I need, and I say, I want to be an online trainer. Mm-hmm. What do you say to me? Uh, so there's two ways to look at it, right? If you want to get online clients. One is you need to start working in person. You need to work with people long enough in person for them to be competent on their own and then need structure on their own too, right? It's kind of like the in-person online funnel. It's like, okay, if you train with this person long enough and then you know they want to start training on their own, they become competent, but they still want structure. They still want to work with you. You can slowly funnel some of those people into online clients. The other way you get online clients would be like social media, right? So if you want to get clients through social media you need to exist in social media or on social media like a lot of people want to be an online coach but they don't want to post every day they don't want to be on their stories they don't interact with their followers you know they don't want to question boxes they don't want to reply to the dms in a timely manner they don't want to have conversations that's basically free coaching in their dms you know what i mean yeah so like that's that's yeah and like you need to do that shit yeah but that's also me fuck you lou no that's not that's me like It's ah, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Cause I get, I get like, I hit like a wall when I really try to think about this. Cause part of me is like, you know what it comes down to is like, I have to be like constantly, why the fuck am I doing this? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause I think it now, I now that's starting to run again. The thoughts is like, that's also why I stopped trying to pursue online training. Cause I was like, dude, you're not even fucking training in person right now. You know? And like, although I've trained people in person, I I need to do the in-person to promote training myself. You know, that's what I've realized with myself. Now, I might be able to mentally, intellectually think my way past all that by just changing away perspectives. But I think that's just what it comes down to for me because I, I get, like that's to me where the content comes from also. Like, I don't know if I'm uh, into or if I'm just the person to do the, like to do the stuff you do. Like, that's just not... Mm in my style i don't think i don't like i've done those things for like when i was doing with xsf and like had a you know i'm yeah. making videos through like programs we made and all the movements with the videos but i think for me it's more like training others and that's my content if i have to do the content role to get the online training yeah does that wrong make sense that. yeah all right yeah cool. I mean, dude, even if you look at guys like bagheera and killian like Killian puts bangers on social media and he's interactive on social media with like Q and a boxes stuff, but he doesn't post every day. Like he has, he has a shit ton of followers for, for the amount of po- like times that he posts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, he has a very uh, like interact. So like he has, all, he gets a lot of engagement when he does post, people care about what he says. But he also did like 
fucking he can manage gyms and train people for like eight years. Yeah. So Same with like Bagheera. Like Bagheera is a personal trainer for fucking forever. Yeah. So even when Bagheera came out of nowhere on social media, when I met Bagheera, he had like 300 followers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he he still like quickly grew an online business because he had all of these old leads to come from. Yes. He had trained so many people in person. He had a funnel of, of he had a uh, a pool of leads to get clients from, right? It's, it's so it's like as far as starting an online business, it's like how do you get clients, one-on-one clients in the gym? You need to be in the gym, right? Like if you're sitting at home and you're just waiting for your like your manager to send you leads and you're calling them from your your fucking couch. You're going to get far less people to come train with you as if you were sitting at the front desk or walking around the floor talking to people all day long. I can't tell you the amount of clients I've gotten because I was just sitting at the front desk and somebody walked in and asked about personal training. And I was the only one sitting there. Hey, yeah, I'll train you. What's up? What do you need? What are your, what are your goals? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yeah, if you're in that area that is the gym, you're going to pick up more people who are going to the gym looking for training. It's the same with like social media. It's like, if you want to pick up people from online, you need to be spending time online. Yeah, I get you. That was like, but, was, but, 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 but still, like what still goes back to like what I was saying with the two of them though, is like, they don't need to spend a lot of time online because they, they did the hours in person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I, I even when I, cause I ask these questions to people and I, as everyone starts telling me, I think I know already. And like I said, it's like when I first started training, I was the fucking Dunga Kruger thing, you know, think, you know, fucking everything. Mm-hmm. And it didn't get the, that many results. So like, I wouldn't have people to bring online. You know what I mean? I understand that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't do this shit. I realized like when I was trying to do it with Killian and I was like, fin- like the absolute best for, you know, the absolute best framework you can get with that. I didn't put it into practice as much because I, once I stopped training in person, I was like, I, I don't, I can't do this for that specific reason is that, I understand that whole procedure is like to get the online business in that sense. You at least have to have people behind you that will come online or uh, be online. And me being online right now ain't, ain't it? It's not happening. Dude, being online is hard. It's like creating content, and coming up with ideas for content, and like most people prioritize the wrong shit. Most people prioritize like creating content over servicing their in-person business first. I didn't start paying someone to like record me in the gym and help me create content until my in-person hours are fully booked. It's like, okay, I can't do anything else here. Now let's reinvest and let's try and see if we can grow here. Let's keep a little extra time open so we can do that. Now that I've, I'm fully servicing all my in-person clients, I don't need to focus more on growing that. I can spend more time on social media. That's where I started doing these video clips. And also it makes it more time efficient for me is instead of every day going into the gym with my tripod and being like, fuck, what am I going to talk about today? What am I training? What's a good topic? It's like, okay, I'll have, I'll have Kev come shoot me once a week. I'll go through whatever's in my mind. I'll you know, talk about why I'm doing what I'm doing, get some sound bites from that. If anything on the internet's like getting me like pissed off or getting me worked up, I'll like, work through that. Dude, I have so many drafts saved of me just like talking yeah. shit. I've yeah, added subtitles too. and everything. I'm never going to post it, but yeah. it's just like almost therapeutic. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Dude, like I was having this conversation thing. with, with Bagheera the other day. There's so many fuckers right now who are making these like textbook long posts about D-class exercises. Like this angle trains your short head and this yeah. one trains your long head. Here's 16 different EMG yeah. graphs that we took in-house so you can see which one has more activation. Or like the whole fucking like seated hip abduction, whether it trains your lower glutes or not. Nobody in their fucking right minds arguing that it's your the best glute exercise. 
if anything, it's that E-class exercise or that E-class exercise. Like I, I do have one saved about this. It's like, I have a rule with all my clients. You can pick one thing every day and we'll do it. I don't give a fuck what it is. It can be the dumbest shit in the world. Yeah, it's a golden rule. But I can, at least when I'm there and I watch them do it, one, I can make sure that it's done safely. Two, I can control the constraints around it. So even if it is like a a dumb, you know, air quote exercise, I can make it better. I can control that and I can make it better. They're going to enjoy it and they're going to get something out of it. Yeah, then that's a that's the number that's the number one thing over the rest at least in their mind you know what i mean unless they're the one that's like i don't care what we do i just need to get better at this you know like making sure they're enjoying whatever the fuck it is we're doing yeah so if some dipshit's writing a, a 16 fucking page carousel post about you know which of these is better or like the line of pool the piriformis versus like the the iliac glutes versus whatever the fuck like who cares you're arguing over something that's going to make the the smallest of difference in any program. You know what I've noticed is the more I get into things, right, and go learn other subjects, every single fucking subject has the same thing. Because, like, go there's a there's an ism for every fucking thing you can think of. There's a definite there's psychological ways to analyze people that are just so fucking bizarre if you ask me but they exist there's opposition in every fucking every every single facet it literally opposition is literally needed for existence because if you look at polarities and how we're electric we're basically electric electrical pulses going off and all that shit and electric waves are all going off and that's what all this shit is that north and south pole, the oppositions and look at electrons and neurons and all that bullshit. Like you need negative and positive charges. So it's going to happen and it's everywhere. So like the way we get fucking annoyed or whatever, like this nonsense, it's just going to happen regardless. You know what I mean? Like that's something yeah. I notice is no matter what fuck you're going to have people that are authors that argue about the way to write. You're going to have critics, you're going to have movie producers, you're going to have every aspect, philosophy, philosophy. You have guys that, their whole philosophy was stuck on some bullshit, like in my perspective. But in their world, it's the fu- you got people that follow communism, the theory of it, right? The theory of it. But every time it's put into practice, it's fucking horrifying, right? But still, people who usually are born in a capitalistic country because their parents fled a communist country grow up and and. Th- like, because why? We need it. We need opposition. And people, mm-hmm. instead of trying to go inside and figure shit out or master their own shit, and like, because if, if you're, if we're always so caught up in the opposite end, we're not focused on our own shit. You know what I mean? And like, the more you notice if you, when you're trying to advance yourself, the less time you have for nonsense where you're going to mm-hmm. notice yourself getting caught up in Instagram. Like, I can't and get yourself off. But if you're not like that, you're going to be the born who every day, like there's people's waking existence. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Like you, you have like those are Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you're on all four and you're on all four, like I was at the airport not too long ago, and I, our plane was delayed, and I watched this chick and her boyfriend sitting next to each other. First of all, the girl was sitting on the floor, the boyfriend was on the chair, and we wonder what happened to men nowadays. Please, and fucking, I watched them go from just. Twitter, each hat, like every second had to be a different scroll subject of each social media. Fuck taking all this. It's like me just thinking about it. I'm like, that is wild. Like, so now imagine if you have zero awareness to this, 
You're just yeah. constantly consumed. And then that's why it makes sense for the person with like the intentions that aren't that uh, pure, that are just going to naturally do the uh, produce a bunch of bullshit content, like three posts a day of like the most absurd, just outlandish shit. Like tomorrow I could make, I can make a post tomorrow about how no one should ever lunge because of bah, 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 bah. like the absolute possibility of what could happen if lunging is the dumb. Cause when are we ever going through life in a full blown lunge? Like you could just start saying the most obscure shit and then people, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I've I've never actually lunged in my life. Why would I have to? That workout makes no sense. Matter of fact, it probably puts you in, you know, like it's just the way it is. It's fucking madness. But that's what social media is, you know. Yeah, I found myself almost like I'm still on it as much, but I'm consuming less. Unless, like, even with these like textbook shit that I'm talking about, I don't even read half of it. I don't even read a third of it. I get the idea of what they're saying, and I just go on. So I want to know what people are doing because it helps me make content, right? I know if like this person's saying this and this person's saying that, I think this, I can kind of put the pieces together. I can make something of my own that I think will help people decipher what actually matters out of this entire debate. Like, you know, this yeah. side saying this, this that's is where this applies, this side saying this, this is where this applies. And like, and it's not sexy, right? So that's why I've been like working on making my content shorter. If people don't want to watch them in long videos, I've been trying to get more like sound bites. I'll add a caption, whatever. And then I'll, if, if you look at like my last 10 posts, you can put three of them together and you can get the full picture of what I was saying. Whatever. It's going to reach more people. It's going to reach more people. What if you did all of YouTube with that? Like I might. Longer... Because I mean, well, that's how your content my... seems is that it's the in-between of the fucking extremes where to me, that's like the best way to go about it. Like you're just taking the opposites and making it like what it really is just workouts but like how to use it so why not go yeah YouTube? I, I may at some point one of my clients gave me an idea to do like a machine review channel well not just the, that just your channel and yeah have a whole segment on machine reviews because you yeah, know all that shit like machine reviews it could be like, everything I, like that's because look a lot of I, i'll walk around the gym and fucking stare at what people are doing constantly and i'll notice so many people going to these YouTube channels and following the whole follow along workout. And it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life, but they're doing it because the asshole on the other end's ripped or has a fat ass. When it's like, you could just be doing that and giving valuable information. You know what I mean? Like, instead of watching every idiot go on the fucking Stairmaster and kick their leg back, like, they'll, they'll actually not waste their fucking time or see every single kid who ever existed think they have to go into a squat bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Give yeah. them the shit they need because then you got people injured. Like I see these people at the gym doing things that it's like, all right, I'm going to, I got this one chick. She's a trainer. She puts this kid on a fucking step up thing and then has them in a hinged position. It looks like they're trying to hit maybe rhomboids while in a hinged position at five feet off the fucking ground for some reason. And then walks away and like that person now is going to train by themselves and have to do that. Like who are, you know what I mean? And it's like they're doing that because they don't know better. They don't know better. You can be the one to know better. Let me see the Poe. Where is he? Ringo. Come here, Buddy, he's not running away. Come here. Come here. Come see Luke. Come here. Um, I forgot I was going to say back to that. Yeah, like the whole, the whole like. Uh, Making a YouTube. Yeah, I probably will at some point. You know, like you know, like Derek more plates, more dates. Doesn't matter or not. Maybe I'll do like exercise edition, like retarded or not. I don't know. <laughs> just do, 
do your channel and then do everything you're doing. And like, just have, you could have literally in one shot with your fucking camera guy, the long format, that long formats for YouTube. And then the shorter formats from that are segments throughout the week of Instagram, have the segments lead up to the long one or have the long one for like, like that where YouTube and Instagram work together. Like if you don't want to see the long guy, go to Instagram real quick and it's going to be segmented out, you know, but this is the whole, and connect it like that, like make them, work in sync together where the YouTube is just a longer format. You don't have to worry about all sound bites and shit where that's what Instagram is for. Hey, if you like this, come check. Like what people do, everyone does a podcast except me because I'm fucking lazy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Give the sound by all the whole spiel. Like that's what's going to want people to come. I just post who they are and you want to come listen, listen until I give some effort to things, you know? But that's yeah. like if I did things like that because I've looked into these things and that seems the way it seems to be like YouTube is just a longer format and you can use the exact same shit. You know, like yeah. who says you can't? That, that's definitely, dude. It's definitely, definitely in the works. It's Excellent. definitely something I've been, I've been uh, putting some thought into. Gonna, it just planning. drowns out the bullshit too. Like, yeah, you, you walk around sure. commercial gym and you're like, oh, God. yeah, like, but you know, I spend enough time in the gym that I'm just analyzing everyone. Where I'm like, is it just inevitable anyway? Cause you just see people where they come up with some shit. I got a guy right now. He he'll put his right foot over his left foot and stand like um, what would that position be called? Like just your right foot over your left foot. I don't know how to call it. It's fun. Like this. Look. You see that? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then do bicep curls with the easy bar like that, and then overhead press it, and then put it on his back and go left and right because he thinks he's getting mobility. You know what I mean? Like. What do you do? You see people hold the, you ever see the dumbbell where they hold one dumbbell and do bicep curls with it? Yeah. And not like, like they hold it from one of the ends. Like, what are you, like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, how do you actually go up to some, this is where I always ask people, how do you go up to someone and let them know how fucking dumb that is without saying that's fucking dumb? Like, how do you even say that? Like, I mean, here's my thing. Mean? It's like, is, it's like, you, you, like, you have to know like why the person's there. Right. And also like my, my big That's thing insane. too, when I speak up, my big thing is like, is this going to hurt the person? If it's something well, if that not, I think is going to hurt them. Yeah. It's not necessarily let them rock, but maybe it's like build a relationship with this person. If you see him a lot, same time of day, you know, like. Dude, I kind of, it's like, build so, a relationship with the entire fucking yeah, gym yeah. though. See, yeah. So <laughs> with people like that. That's why you notice how I tag the gym and all my posts. No, that's why I got yeah. That's for me. Like that's why I got to work at the gym. Because if I work there, then I'll have no problem going up to people. I'm talking from my perspective of not working there, where I'm just some bald headed sick fuck who screams when he works out. Oh, dude, just tell him. You want to tell me? Tell him. No, what I, you know what I do honestly? Because I'm I'm such just like I said when I'm getting high on caffeine. Sometimes I just become the the psychopath, and I don't even know what I'm saying until afterwards. But like. I'll have my head and I can't hear a fucking thing. My headphones are got whatever is blaring in my ears, but I'll be my brother's always with me and I'll just talk shit about something out loud to him across the gym. Everybody hears it. But no one ever fucking and I it's not even like a tough. It's just what no one says shit. No one says shit. You know, what you I mean? told me about the day you were blasting Slipknot and you started screaming. Yeah, all the time. I mean. Yeah, dude, I fucking love that shit. That's what I got to own a gym because I got I because I, I care so much about certain like, first of all, this, if you have platforms for squatting and deadlifting, that's all the fuck that goes on there. Maybe floor pressing. That's it. 
You're not doing bicep curls. You're not doing fucking anything else. Bottom the fuck line. You re-rack your, you re-rack your weight. You fucking clean up after yourself. Like today, I, I was yelling at these two children who have to be in high school because school's out right now about keeping fucking 545s on each side of the leg press as if they're really even doing it right. One and two, what that's too fucking strong. They can't put the shit back or the asshole who wants to act like they can fucking do anything with 70 pound dumbbells and then not put it back on the 70 pound dumbbell rack. You know what I mean? I can't, I lose my shit and it's either I use it as a meditative practice to relinquish things or I open a fucking gym. That's my fucking, can you see that? That's my favorite. Since some absolute piece yep. of shit stacks yeah. like three forty fives over top of a five pound plate yeah. when there's two spots and the other spot's empty. Yeah. There's two spots on the tree and they intentionally stack heavyweight over lighter weight. And then some poor person has to fucking move Dude. three forty five pound weights to get their five pound weights off. I will walk into the gym and fix all the trees, all the weight trees. I will fix every one of them. And then I will line up the curves if you have those rubber weights you know what i mean that have the curve like they look like octa like not uh, there's much more curves than that but you know what i'm saying it's not mm-hmm. a it's not a round a perfect round i'll line the fucking like i get only really in the gym am i like that with my life and then like when i shave my head now because it's particular but like it's like i get nuts that's what i'm saying like i i have to either belong to a gym that's as psychotic as i am with this shit or just fucking buy my own like, cause I couldn't see if I buy the property outright, build a gym on it. What's my overhead besides keeping it going after the equipment's bought. And by keeping it going, what are we talking about? Electricity? I'm an electrician. I'll fucking tap off the main grid. Electric bill sales, not sales tax, but like, uh, I, just, I, just took care of, I just, I just took care of the electric bill. Okay. It depends what property taxes. I know property tax in Alexandria is fucking ridiculous. I'm not going on a racist ass fucking Virginia, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I open a gym. It's going to be in like a jungle somewhere. And honestly, it's probably going to be free. So this has to be after I make a fucking residual income that could pay for this. That's that word, right? I said that right? Residual. Residual income? Yeah. What do you got going on the rest of the day? I'm looking up residual for you. Remaining after the greater part, the quantity is gone. No. What's a residual income? I thought that's the thing. Like, if the quantity a- remaining after other things have been subtracted or allowed for, like after your expenses. Yeah, residual income. One of those incomes that, like, you're done. Like, uh, yeah, like you, uh, you made a book, and you just keep getting paid off for that book. Yeah, like royalties. Yeah, same thing. You know, residual income royalties. So what do you got going on? Uh, probably pump out some more videos. I shot some. Uh, when did I shoot last? Shot like Thursday or Friday, and I just got the videos uploaded, so I gotta make that into some content, so I can keep trying to post twice a day. And then uh, I'll eat dinner, and I'll chill with my girl. And uh, down for dinner. I have no idea. You don't plan that out, do you? Do you have any of your meals planned out at all? You one of them guys? No, I've been ordering a meal prep company. Oh, really? What company? Because there's no... It's called Mighty Meals. It's local in the DMV. There's no fucking places near the gym besides Chipotle. <laughs> and I hate yeah. those bastards at Chipotle. <clears throat> they have the worst service. Yeah. I fucking order ahead. I order like 30 minutes ahead. 
for like a certain time and I'll get there and wait 15 more minutes. Like I fucking order it ahead. Yeah, so it'd be ready when I got exactly. there. Dude, that's... And there'll be nobody in line. Dude, there'll be nobody in line. I'm like there's nobody in line. Why would, why would I order ahead if I can just go walk up and get it myself? Yep. That's the dude. When you really, oh, but that's so much of things like this whole fucking DoorDash. Why do I got to pay extra fees up the fucking ass when they used to just have restaurants you can call and they'll send the fucking guy? I'd rather tip him a 20 than pay you 45. You know what I mean? Hello, Paul. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it's great. He's the best. Oh, man. We just got a cat over here, kind of. It's really the name. Okay. We just feed it. It's, it's yours now. Belly rubs. Every morning at 6 30 when I'm getting the coffee ready, he's fucking you hear, and like slaps on the thing. Like, he's, I'm, like I'm coming, I'll feed you. It's getting crazy. It's coming by two times a day now. I'm wanting food. Like, take it easy. This is I'm still have to build a lady named Nancy. Six bucks a week over here and fucking tuna fish for your cat. You know what I mean? You think I can see something out of this? <laughs> the fuck? You not feed this thing over there? You know what I mean? She's like, I don't feed him tuna. I'm like, well, that's your problem. Yeah, he knows you're 79 cents food. a can. Talking five, six cans a week. What do you think? Shit grows on trees. <laughs> you know, I'm out there fishing for this shit. It's free. You know what I mean? Hey, wait, hold on. Before we get finished up, what, what's the story with your hair? What, what do you mean? I got out. You decided you decided you wanted to go bald. <laughs> you got your eyebrows still dipshit. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> Bro, your hair is fuck. You think I'm gonna believe that? You're the hairy. <laughs> You're the hairiest motherfucker I've ever met. You're telling me you have alopecia. <laughs> People are going to hate me for laughing about that. But they hate me for worse. Um, no, there's no story. Like, I just, I do things when I want to do things. You know? I, mean, I started looking at myself and yeah. I'm like, this got to go. Yeah, I was like, it was fun, but we need to change. I needed to change. Honestly, I needed a change of appearance for myself to make other things happen for myself. Like, it just happened the way it worked. Mm-hmm. I was looking at myself too much like, you already don't work like you look you literally now just look like you fucking were born and raised in florida you know what i mean so we have to change it up so uh as if you still don't <laughs> <laughs> so fucking when we flew back to new york i was like and i've never got my haircut from anyone else except my barber or one of his people since i was like 15 so i was like mm-hmm. i can't and then i was like well what are we gonna do i was like I live by extremes. So I was like, all right, take it all off. But we kept it where I had like a one on the side, two up top. But, and I had the mustache. I was, I looked at myself and I, and now my brother's getting a haircut. I'm still at the bar. And I was just looking at myself in the mirror, making fun. I was like, you fuck, you better cut this shit off. Like, just go bald. Like I was looking like I was just holding on to something that's not there anymore. And I was like, and I'm not going to go do hymns and none of that shit. Like, I don't, I could have, cause I'm, I don't, I'm only, only a little bit in that like circle patch thing and up front a little bit. If I would have done the hymns thing, like some people, like some people that do like, which I'm not hating on them. Me, I that's I am who I am. I don't even that, like I couldn't even fucking hymns it up. Like if I'm losing my fucking hair, I'm losing my hair. I got to let go of that. I'm big on letting go of things. Detachment, Mm -hmm. you know? So fucking that was it. I went, I was like, you know what? Sit me down, shave me. He's like, I just spent fucking a half hour shaping you up. Now you want, I was like, yeah, so shave me up. And that's that. And I got to say, I fucking love because I use a straight razor. Um, if I'm gonna do mm-hmm. shit, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna take a bick. Fuck that. I use a straight razor 
So you really got to sit there with it because one false move, you cut yourself up. But there's nothing like after you shave your whole shit and you put that alcohol on you. Woo! You're like fucking alive, dude. I fought my brother just laughs at me. He's like, You're a sick fuck. And I just sit there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> give me that. Like, I fucking love the I, I'm gonna shave after this. I can't wait. Like, you just get so fucking yeah, baby. Go cut up. It's fun. I love it. I and I love I love the appearance. It's fucking fun. Like sometimes I'm a vato, you know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like I just every time I look at myself in the mirror, I go, hello, gov. You know, like hello, governor. It's fun, but that's the story of the hair. You know what I mean? Well, you wear it well too. Like it looks, it's a good look for I, you. Yeah, dude. I think I have a great bald head. You know, like I would love to shit on you and tell you how bad it looks, but it looks good. It honestly, yeah. like I like it. I know. <laughs> I know. It's great, and it's gonna be fun. Like I could be so many different Halloween characters now. I got like yeah. four years picked out between uh, the Monopoly guy, Charles Bronson. And um, the guy from uh, Sonic, Mr. Roboto, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> People tell me I look like. And then uh, Wario, too. Wario's a good one. Yeah. And I might just keep growing this part so, like, I get it really long. That would be sick. You know? Oh, you got that going on. Mr. So oh, my God. <laughs> but... I, was, I was. You mean that, right? fuck is that mr Rob- no oh, mr. that's mr roboto you dumb fuck on sonic type in sonic mr like robotnik oh. that's his name i think no that's domo where we got though mr roboto domo domo <laughs> yeah okay yeah there you go that guy <laughs> what's, next, what's next on the agenda for big dick nick you know with that fucking luscious head of hair that perfect line of beard no, in general, in life, like, what are you planning on going? What do you got going on? Um, dude, honestly, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing right now. Like, I'm in a good place. I got some good, um, you know, some good connections I'm working with. So, just trying to keep running a good service and uh, let those things run its course. You know, sure I like to get back into sports, sports performance a little bit. Yeah, dude, it's like you know, what I mean, like, I got there's there's opportunities that are that are lined up. You know, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I just got to capitalize. And uh, honestly, I didn't mean, dude, like I fucking love my job. I, I, I took Friday off with my, my uh, sister's wedding. Hey, my Sunday, oh, Monday morning, uh, Monday morning, you know, four 30, I'm getting in my car. Most people be like, fuck, this sucks. I was amped up. Just like, yeah, fuck. Dude, yeah. I was walking through my parking garage. I, was like, I fucking love my job. This is that's, sick. that's an amazing feeling. Yeah. You know it's I mean? it's incredible. That's how I feel every day, but I don't have to go to work. So it's pretty dope. It's fucking great. You got Alessandra, Alessandra over there? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, she wanted to uh, get some in-person training, and she liked the gym. So we got a new training manager now. Somebody actually runs it. So it's uh, I just told her to hit him up. Now she's here. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Look, you guys go, huh? Yeah, so come see us, then. Yeah. I'll come see you. you know, well, uh, everyone's going to be in Florida eventually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll be on there eventually. You come see me. Yeah, I mean, listen, Virginia's like, other than seeing you, I have fucking absolute zero reason to go anywhere near that fucking White House, okay? I feel so weird every time I've been driving through there when I was there for this prescript thing and when me and my brother drove, mm-hmm. I just get the weird, I don't fuck, I don't, 
think they're after me already, Mo. You know what I mean? I don't want to just put myself into their arms. I got to stay as far away as I can. Yeah. When you guys drove in the jungle. Yeah. Well, fuck you. You were fucking not around. And then I even drove to (laughs) South Carolina because you said you were there and you happened to not be there when you were there. Keep in mind, you you weren't you were giving me you were giving me no updates. You would like text me after you're already there. You were there when I was there, motherfucker. You were just at like the Citadel or something. Yeah, I was at the Citadel. I was like, I was like, come by, and you're like, not really. You didn't say come by. You were on a boat or something. No, I was I was on a boat. It was my dad's house. I said, come over. All right, whatever. I didn't come over. Jesus Christ! You tell everyone. God. Yeah, put you on blast. Virginia freaks me out, man. But so does all this shit. Like I drive. I drive back to New York and you see a huge Confederate flag waving in Georgia and South Carolina yeah. still got that pole on that beach where they used to beat slaves like North Carolina, the Confederate. I, just, I don't fuck with that shit like at all. Yeah. And it makes me feel fucking annoyed. So like that's like that's the one part about living around here. Like it's so wild because people are so nice. Right. And I had a con me and my brother had a conversation with this white lady. I have to mention that she's white for this reason. Because she was mentioning how it's the southern thing, and in my head, I'm like, but you know, like a lot of you've been fucked up for a minute, like you know, like and still mm-hmm. there, like, there's a lot of fucked up tensions, not everywhere. God, it's not like I've seen anything. I'm just saying, like, so it makes me think, like, is that where that southern hospitality came from? Because consciously they thought they were doing such great, but unconsciously they were fucking slaving people back there and beating the shit out of them. Yeah hanging them and fucking castrating them and doing a bunch of horrible shit to them. Like the KKK still exists. Why doesn't the Black Panther Party? But now we're going to go down some wild shit. We don't have time for this. You have to go. Yeah. Stop me. You know what I mean? I help do. me help you. Let's wrap it up there then. I appreciate you, dude. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming uh, on. Yeah, man. I really appreciate About it. About time you came on. I've been fucking hawking at you for fucking ever now. Have you had a fucking no, ass? Not dude. at all. <laughs> you had to ask me. Oh well, I'm here now. Run. That's, that's what matters. All right, dude. I gotta run. Hasta luego. I'll be in touch. See you, bud. Bye.